Okay, welcome to episode 502 of Python Radio. And tonight we are talking about caging setups, stuff like that. Um, I did get a message from uh, James Woods, and um, he said that I uh, pitched a potential show topic mm. idea. It would be awesome if you and Owen actually did a deep dive into specifics about your caging of your animals, stuff like I keep species X and cage Y. And Z lighting source would really be helpful, especially if you, uh, with your caging transition, I guess that, that is, is you. me. Yeah. Uh, we are able to go into the segment, into the se- into a segment on I did this, but I wish I would have done that. For uh, to be honest, I'm, I'm sitting here oh, with my snakes, and it's like I've had the same cages for like what fifteen years or some shit. It's like it's, it's really yeah. pretty long, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. So he says, Owen's current setups would be helpful since he keeps so many species. True. I know you all preach that everyone does it differently in multiple ways work, but it still would be cool uh, if to hear what you guys mm. have done. Uh, would be cool for a one-on-one uh, to uh, to talk about it. So we'll get into that. But first, <laughs> you have I do. News, my this is like probably, when is this airing? Because this is probably old news at this point, but... It was uh, white lips started hatching yesterday. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. It was one of those like, so (laughs) you know me, I'm religiously checking these eggs at this point because I know we're getting close to the due date. Mm -hmm. I checked on them before work in the morning and I'm like, right, nothing, no pips, no nothing looked in nothing. I'm like, all right, whatever. It's their due date. It's 810. And I'm like, all right. So then I go upstairs and I do work and all that fun stuff. And then I go and I'm like, you know, like the weed whacker needed some new parts and stuff like that. So it was after work and I started filling with the weed whacker. I'm like, ah, I better go just, you know, glance over the snakes because them and the blonde hognose were getting ready to hatch at the same time. Also, the corn snakes were hatching. So I started yeah. mucking around in the snake room, checked on them, did that. And the other thing, and I poked my head in the incubator. And there's a white lip curled up in the back corner. And I'm like, damn it, you you're already out. Like I didn't I didn't get that fun picture of the little babies <laughs> poking into the ants. I'm like, what in, I'm like, why are you already out? And I'm like, no way. Oh like rip open the box. Like, you know, I, I think it took me five minutes to find the lid after I was done because that lid just got ripped off that box. And beautiful, tiny little gold faced white lip just curled up in the corner. And uh, I just, oh, yeah, these, gold are gold face. these are gold face. Yep. Oh, these yes. are the, my and favorites. Dude, <laughs> it, which which people uh, don't realize. Pe- people me. don't realize. They're like, they're like, I got a new gold. Fa- I got a very young gold face. Wait, look. No, no, no. You got a two year old from an importer. Okay. These are what baby gold face right. look like. I've only ever seen them two or three times from people who produce gold face. Right. Lips. So they have speckles. People don't know this. They have little black flecks that go down their back, their sides, and they don't have any gold. They're right. kind of like a almost like gray, which is why they're different. If you've seen comparison photos between gold and black babies that Ryan will put out yeah. every year, they look drastically different when they're set next to uh, a southern face. Um, anyway, scoop this thing up, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> sex it, female. I'm like, this thing's oh, it's perfect. It's mine. I'm gonna keep it. <laughs> like it was just. Awesome. And then uh, I think like maybe an hour later, another one was out and it was like these things are not waiting. They are flying out of those eggs. Um, This morning I had another two out 
which turned out to be both females. And then okay. this afternoon, because I checked them at lunchtime, <laughs> I, I had another two out, which turned out to be a boy and a girl. So at this point, I have one male, five females. And then I have okay. um, the six. I got three more eggs still in the incubator. Yep. Three more eggs. Okay. Hoping they're all boys. I'm hoping all have, they're all. all yep. have well, no, I. <laughs> After we talked yesterday and you were like, did you manually pip them? Yeah. I'm like, no. And then I'm sitting up here. I'm like, why didn't I? <laughs> like, it was, what, <laughs> I what is wrong with me? Why, what are you it's doing? Like, so I like late last night, I'm like downstairs. I'm like, must pip babies, must get eggs. And then I go and I check on the blonde Madagascar hog nose and they're firing out of the eggs. I'm like, ah, too much shit. <laughs> like too many babies hatching. Uh, oh my God, man. You are having. I don't. I don't want to think about it. I want to think man. about it. I'm having. There's too much shit going on right now, and I keep talking to you, and I'm like, you're like, are you done? I'm like, no. I have the rhinos, and I have the 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 bread lie, and then I have mysterious project it's number funny. three that I'm not talking about. <laughs> like, <laughs> our messages go like this. Is that it? I can't. I can't keep track. I've lost track, and you're just like, um, yeah. Well, no. I have one more. And then, like, five Fuck minutes go owls. by, and you're like, oh, shit, I forgot yeah. about the owls. forgot about the goddamn owls. And then it's like, oh, shit, I forgot about the brittles. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, oh, my God. It's, so you're – basically, your season is just going stopping. to be it's one big stopping. season. It and doesn't stop. I was thinking stop. about this the other day because I'm like, this is normally the point where I'm at. Like, the eggs have hatched, and I can settle in and try to get babies done and – you know, get them feeding and this and other thing. I'm like, ah, shit, there are more babies coming. And I have, I have babies that um, have shed now that I just haven't gotten downstairs to try to do feed things for them for about a week, yep. maybe close, close to two weeks. So, you know, I, I'm talking like year one, year two, Owen would have been freaking the fuck out. Now I'm like, good, you're good and hungry. Right. I'm going to offer you this food and you're going to fucking eat it. <laughs> like, cause, cause I can't right. keep, I am just throwing fuzzies away with stuff that's not eating or is not going as fast as some of the other stuff. And I'm trying to keep up on some of these non feeders, but adding more hatchlings on top of it's just not helping it's like oh Wait my god i have a, my one friend who does a lot of colubrids um dan he's like you know i could try some hognose for you and i'm like no 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 i'm thinking this weekend i'm gonna call him and be like how many of these fuckers do you want because because i need you to take these because i gotta focus on the blondes who they're small dude they are they are corn snake size a little bit bigger Really? The blonde hogs are usually the smaller of the three species, the speckles, the giants, and the blondes out of Madagascar. Right. These fuckers are right. tiny. And I'm like, ah, shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> tiny snakes, big Owen hands. Like, yeah, no. I need a python. Like, I need a, oh, man. Yeah, I need a big baby. Yeah. That. And did, I, did so, I mention, so my Chinese king rat double clutched. I know it never ends. So the double clutch went horrible. All the eggs dropped off, but one. And my pair of Chinese king rats were supposed to be het for hypo. And the first clutch, I got some good looking animals. Nothing appears hypo. So this one lone egg out of the double clutch 
patches. And I'm like, huh, one of these things is not like the others. Like it's <laughs> and I'm like, well, because they go through that change from babies to adults. Babies are like creamy orange colored with stripes. And then they become these black and speckled yellow and black things. And I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I mean, is that normal for you? Is this not normal? I'm like, you you hang out here for a bit. I'll, I'll figure you out later. But, oh, God, I managed to get a couple animals for sale, jungles and Brisbane's and stuff like that. I'm just like, things need to go away. <laughs> things need to leave. They need to go. <laughs> You're feeding great. Get out. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. God. You know, it's, <clears throat> what's crazy is, it's like, I think about, well, I yep. should ask you this. How does it feel to have finally... It's fucking surreal. It's breeding. fucking surreal. Like yeah. I, I went down later and I got the shot of the baby Pippin, like its face out of the egg. And it's one of those like you don't. I've held baby white lips. I've I've held hatchling white lips. I've never held my hatchling white lips. I've never. I've never. Yes. I've never yes. seen them. I've never made yes. them. Like it's never been something that happens right. in my incubator. So, um, it's nuts. And and I'm already getting emails of like, how much do you want for them? <laughs> Dear, they're mine. <laughs> like <laughs> nothing. <laughs> they're they're mine. mine. <laughs> it's like so. Uh, yeah, I, I was I was saying to you. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, congratulations. That's awesome. I mean, I know you've been pushing <laughs> this for Buddy yesterday. <laughs> it was Buddy yesterday. He's like eight years, <laughs> something like that. Buddy's <laughs> like, well. Does this yeah. feel better than it would for Ruffies? I'm like, White Lips have been in the back of my head before Ruffies even were a thing. Like, White Lips yeah, were gnawing in the back of my head before Ruffies. So <clears throat> so I remember going to yep. Site yep. B. Yep. And Chris took out a whole bunch of all these different White Lips that just kept nailing them in the end. Like yeah. The yeah. They're not nice. Something. Yeah. They remember, do that. They do the that, behind thing that too. crazy yeah. room. <laughs> Yeah, it was like you had there was like a separate room. There was like all those monitor mm -hmm. cages, and then there was that room, and it had like that big yep, yep, all these barnecks, and, and then all the white lips. Yeah, I am. And I, I think your downfall was, um, I guess it was after the Blake Bauer episode, and then you started getting into scrubs, and then scrubs became Indonesian liasis. I, I, I have said, I've said and, numerous times the re, the downfall began with you giving me a Maclots python because then it was the like there are other pythons that are cool like oh my god <laughs> like, and that was glitch started the glitch was the pebble that started the landslide so yes you're welcome <laughs> yeah, yeah and uh but a lot of stuff did happen when chris and i were doing that stuff back and forth um but then when chris moved and we had to sell a lot of the collection i'm like well i'll go back to my normal stuff of doing this that and the other thing and just yeah. a few side species but then i'm like i miss the white lips i miss i miss the the torpedoes that are full of teeth like you know and then i just started building you know, it up from there yeah it's it's um so I was well. I'll, I'll, mm. I'll reference this. Is I was sort of saying to you. Uh, I think it was what mm. last week or whatever. I was like, you know, I think between you and me, <laughs> we pretty much almost have all, all of but the 13. species. <laughs> well, all of the available stuff. All the available. You, all the available. thirteen species of python is what I what I I uh, looked it up. Yeah. Right. I was like, why are we not? Yeah, I know, right? Like, what are we doing here? I don't, I don't well, understand. How like, much of a? Why? And then you went, you went over to Matt's, and how much of a kick in the teeth was that? Well, 
So yeah. here's the thing, man. I, 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 I don't know. I, I'm trying to ride this wave out, right? I feel like, um, how can I say that? I feel like I. It's like you're always drawn back yes. to your roots, yes, completely. right? You know, and the roots for me, as much as I love all this stuff that I'm doing with the geckos and the monitors, I don't really have any, I never really had an interest in breeding mm -hmm. them. I didn't want to breed them. I just wanted to right. keep something right. like that, you know, so I don't care. I Because I, right now, basically, I have two Aki females, which is great. They can be pets. They don't need to be, yes. they don't need to be part of a breeding project. I, I have a retic. I don't want to yeah. breed it. Hmm. Yeah. Right. And um, I see you hatching mm -hmm. out white lips and then, it, you know, which is awesome. And I'm just like, oh, man. I'm, I, and then it just I, I don't know what made me do this. I was looking for a, uh, a specific picture mm -hmm. of the python. So I went to this zip drive I have and it has all the species of pythons that I've kept over the years and all the pictures. And I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> Why did I do this? What? Did, I'm like. Why did I get rid of this? So then why, why, why do you think half the time you're like I'm thinking about getting rid of? Wound. I'm like, give me, like, give me this because you know what? Then yeah. at least it's here. <laughs> like, you know, it's not gone. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. I'm like, uh, you know, I, 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 I can't believe the amount of species that of pythons that I've had have gone through. I'm, I'm most pretty much most, all. if not all, most of the things yeah. that are available, most yeah. if not all. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I've had all the short tails except that one that you can't get. I've had most. Uh, you've had most of the scrubs. White lips. I, Both phase of white lips. Most of the scrubs. Yep. I've had uh, rings. Yep. I've Timors. had uh, all the anteresia except you've the pigmented. Obviously, all the carpets. Mm -hmm. Retics. I've had both. Uh, the dwarfs you've had, and the you've had berms, <laughs> and then you and then you berms, had you had sheer lonkins. So, dude, I. I got to tell you, man. So I went to I meant I went to Matt Minotaurs yep. yesterday, and like um, the reason I make this pilgrimage every year <laughs> is because well, for one, it's cool it's to see Matt hang out stuff. at his I mean, place. Yeah, do the thing. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Saul's new place. Fuck, nice, awesome, man. Nice. I haven't Holy been shit. yet. But... His, his room is is yeah, it's really really nice, really sharp. I I you know, you know how Mike's uh, Mike, you know how Matt's so detailed to um, his room, right? I, I always was I always, I always liked that, his right? room. It's, yeah. It's just, yeah. Yeah, he's like super into like all these little details. Every in nook and so, cranny, kind of dude. It? I stole his thing of like I have fans set up to blow wind, uh, like blow air towards the doors because we were there the one time. He goes, oh, "Yeah, it, it, it." There's no drafts because I got a fan pointed directly at the door. I'm like, "Son of a bitch!" <laughs> like that makes sense. So yeah, yeah. I almost feel like this this show is not going to get. We're not going to spend. We'll any talk time about talking cages. About they're this ca they're boxes. They we'll, got three we'll, walls we'll, in the we'll door. Like, like come on, <laughs> right? Well, I think it's just well, uh, get specific into stuff. No. But anyway, um, well, I'm having. I know, right? Who gives a shit? <laughs> we can always do the other. Uh, I mean, I we mean, yeah, we're show, in charge. Right? We it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, this is yeah. a big deal, right? I mean, you've it's been eight. Probably about eight mm. years, right? Maybe two years into NPR, three. Yeah, I mean, two? what would you say? Uh, I think well, maybe, maybe two, two, right? Because yeah, the first year. Yeah, year. You were still kind yeah, of yeah, and then I think guy. I think it was the second year into NPR is so when I started getting into the white lips and and 
working with but them. But I think when you got your collection yeah. going that you yeah, – yeah, like yeah. when you yeah. separated from Chris. Yeah, I want to say it was that um, because I think the White Lips were over is his always at his place. And then I got them – I took the ones from him when he moved and stuff like that. So that was probably year two. And that was – there's always been White Lips here after that. So this is where this is where it's a kick in the well not um, mm. for you I mean, it's fucking it's yeah. fucking awesome right but for me I feel like I miss the the thing that I'm going to say is like the amount of patience that's been required of you for year after year to like come up but this is something and then to finally but this is something you have to learn too cuz yes how many times did I get frustrated and sell shit because like all right I, I spent the money and I got captive born and bred animals and I was raising yeah. them up. But then a pair of adult captive born and breds were offered to me and I got them. And then while right. cots became so cheap, I got a couple of those. Then I realized I had like six freaking white lips and I needed to downsize. So then I sold some of my small younger ones, including the captive born and bred ones. And it's like, well, that was dumb where it's like, you gotta. I, I think it's the patience of it is, is that you just gotta stick with it and stick with the animals. Make the decision. I'm going to raise up captive born and bred animals. Cool. Get them, and then don't do anything else. Don't add more animals. Don't do like maybe add more so you get to that two point two that magic number. But don't go running off and buy and replace some animals to the ones you already got, and then just raise them up slowly. Because I yeah. think what ended up happening is. I got the captive born and bred adult pair and that pair was with me for about four years, maybe a little bit more. Right. And I never got them to breed with each other and the female eventually died. And then I went and got a replacement female wild caught and she was with me for two years. And I did not try breeding her because I got her in December so I didn't try bring her the season I got her because that would have been stupid. Um, then I gave her that whole year to grow and do whatever and fed her. And then I put her in the six foot cage, left her alone, fed her again. And then I tried feeding her, la- tried breeding her last year. Nothing happened. Uh, and then I tried breeding her this year and we had success. But I did some stuff a little bit different, you know, fed heavy in the in the come up uh, leading up to winter. Um and then fed mm-hmm. huge meals when she came out of winter. So they're like, she, she can normally take a medium rat. I was feeding her freaking larges, mm-hmm. dude. Like I was, she looked very uncomfortable. <laughs> so were you doing the same for the male? No, the male, I was just giving nothing but birds. He came to me huge. He was long. He was bigger than okay. I ever would have wanted to get an adult male white lip. But, and same feeding cycle, yeah, maybe, though, maybe less. I mean, I was, yeah, I was, less. I was definitely okay. feeding him less. I was feeding him more chicken, quail, birds, smaller diets, and then maybe he'd get a rat every once in a while. I wanted to keep him lean. I wanted right. to keep him pissed. He's an aggressive douchebag, so it worked. Um, and then that was the pairing with them. So, but it was it. The patience of it is, is that you're right. You just you got to come up empty a bunch, and then the real test will be next year. If I can repeat. Yeah. You know, I think, I think, uh, Chuck always talks about this, right? You know, everybody gives them these accolades and, and right, rightfully so about breeding Mm -hmm. Alma Harris twice. Right. But like, you know, he, I think he was saying like, you know, if he can get it three times 
And I think I, I can't remember if he was saying consecutively, like three times think, trying. And, and I think and three clutches it, in a you know row, I mean? you got it. Now, yeah. not yeah, in three clutches row, in a row, you got it. Now, I'm not saying I would say that that third time maybe changed the animal. If you can, and now I'm not saying that. And then if you nail it, exactly. Now, if shit changes, all that might go out the yeah. window. Like I'm thinking bread lie, or I'm sorry, bull and I, and things like that, where it's like. Breeding consistently, consistently, you move, nothing works again. Like that, that can happen. So, yeah, I would say that white lips, even though I don't talk about it a lot, the olive pythons kind of opened the door for the white lips because the olives I got back in 2011, I got my first pair of olives and it was nothing mm-hmm. but and that was the same thing. Chris and I got those and then I got them after he moved and it was nothing but digging and digging and it was they 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 constantly showed me that they were different than carpets and stuff like that because it was like yeah. at four-year-olds they wouldn't breed you know five-year-olds they wouldn't mm-hmm. breed six-year-olds they were too fat to breed you know and it was all this other stuff and it took getting the right. other pair of adults I, I got them as uh i got them separate i got the female first and then i got the male just at shows they were just loose um from right. dealers and stuff like that and it, they took a year to they were still kind of I thought they were too small. So I gave them a year and I raised them up. And then um, that year was when I got my first clutch of olives. And that was just from treating them with like the bread lie. And I was having a different male. And I got that one pair to breed. And then the next year, which was last year, I got a, the same pair to breed. And then this year I got the same male to a different female my original female because I stopped feeding them guinea pigs and I started giving them rats and slimmed them down a little bit. So this is this year with my eggs was, was my third year in a row for olive pythons. So next year, because I gave my original breeding female, the one that had two clutches already, I gave her this year off and she put on a bunch. She like, I mean, she put on some weight, she ate a bunch. So I'm thinking next year will be the true test because I can possibly get, two clutches of olive pythons by breeding both boys with both girls and both girls. Then we'll see how that goes. Right. Yeah. It's like, the um, work's never done. It's just, no. just, just the next yeah. step. Like, you know, what's the next thing? So it's like, yeah. you know, my, my feeling was all, you know, I've, everybody knows I've always been a Python mm-hmm. guy. You know, that's where my heart is. Right? I knew and, you'd come back. Um, <laughs> Yeah, let him go play with his geckos. He'll come back. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I never lost my love of pythons, but it just is like you know, I I just feel like I think this is an important thing. Well, maybe this will be part one of this uh, (laughs) series, uh, you know, because I think the most important part before you get caging, before you get all that, is sort of deciding. You know what you're going to do. Where you're going to where you're going to put yeah. these animals, and how you're going to put them as adults. Like I, I man, I got to come to your place and see what you have going on because I can't I imagine. Mean, it's like every time it's like, oh, I have some new snakes. I'm like, where the I hell don't, are I don't they fitting? <laughs> like, where listen, are these listen, snakes? Listen, there are several at? times where I'm sitting there and I'm like. Yeah, we did that. <laughs> like it's uh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> like there's. There's a lot, man. I mean, 
I've never had. So I, think, I, I have the I have the two ba- I have the two baby racks, the big the big tall ones, the ones I've had forever, and they have yeah they forever, hold twenty right. bins each. They're full. <laughs> so I have another I have another two baby racks over here, and they hold twenty each as well. So I got eighty baby cages. Right. So okay, they're going to be very quickly filled in the next couple of weeks with the olives yeah. and the white lips. They would have already been filled, but I have all those bins that I got from you that you used to put your baby carpets in, and that's where I put all the colubrid babies, yeah. and I st- oh, and I nice. stack them up on this one stack cage, them. and then so now okay. I put them all separate when I had the black rat snakes, which those they hatched, they were awesome. They shed. I wholesaled all of them immediately and then oh, okay. the i had a clutch of corn snakes i wholesaled all of them except for three because some of melissa's friends wanted baby corn snakes so okay. i got those and then i had another clutch of corn snakes which i will be wholesaling out on sunday <laughs> and it's like and i'm sitting there and i'm like 20 that's about 60 animals <laughs> i've just like kicked out of here so quickly well yeah. that's good well that, I mean, at least you can. That's a big it jump. Well, to get you know, out what, that the, quick, the you know, yeah, you know, the 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 black rat snakes. But imagine if like, you I, I'd lo- I'd be shooting myself in the brain. <laughs> like, dude, the black rat snakes. That was a good like six hundred bucks, and that filled the freezer. And then the corn, the first okay. batch of corn snakes was another like you know three hundred bucks, which filled the freezer. And then this new batch of corn snakes it goes for another secret project. <laughs> Yeah, I know what it is. And then we'll see if that happens. If that happens, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> Just does that one count? I don't know. It doesn't count for me. I would not count that. No, I would not count, count that. I would okay. not sit there and okay. say I did that. I would say that okay. yeah, I would say I hatched it, but I didn't do I it. I just have these yeah, babies. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> right, go through okay. the stressful rigmarole of this breeding that species. Yeah. And that's no, dude, like, I don't, I don't, yeah. I'm not looking forward You're to that. Pulling your hair. <laughs> God. You know, it's like, oh, oh God. Man. You know, I give yeah, blackheads so bullshit. Like, come on, dude. Yeah, they don't do it. don't even really <laughs> eat snakes. <laughs> I mean, they do. Yeah, they but have. oh, my God. That, but like. Not like, She's a killer. Not like yeah. Good luck. I'm like, cool. Mm. So yeah, well, that's that. That's that's that over there. But yeah. It's nuts. Oh, yeah. So I I I, I don't even remember. We're kind of just <laughs> jumping all over. It's just fine. I'm just trying to remember my yeah. train of thought. But like I feel like I feel like with the some of those mm. projects that um I don't know. You know, I don't know if it was, I remember at the time when I kind of was like, I can't do all this. I had all those babies from carpets and I bred too much, you know, and I was kind of overwhelmed. I I don't know if that had something to do with it or whatever. I'm not saying like, and then I started thinking, I was like, well, if I got, (laughs) if I, if I slimmed down on some of the, well, most of my carpet were gone. They're here. (laughs) Gone at this point. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. They're pretty much all gone at this point. I said I still have hypo, and I still have. Um, I would not I let you get rid of those. Hypo. I mean, no. And I was like, I wonder if I gave Owen one of my hypos. What? I could. <laughs> if, you, you, if you drop the hypo off on my, he's like, like, wait a I, like I'm up, I would bring you. Twenty twenty three breeding season. <laughs> <laughs> like it is. <laughs> throw that out. 
You just uh, need to change two pairings. Yeah. No, redo the whole thing. Like it's, so. I, so yeah. here's the thing, though. I might actually, uh, I might send that mail mm. with you because do you have a female tiger? I do. I do. She had last year off. I don't know if the tiger jag uh, is going to get enough weight on her. But the boy, boy might be ready to roll. Oh yeah, the boy. That, yeah. that will mess up my Absolutely. tiger pairs, but that's fine. I'll, 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 I'll manage. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll be, take I'll my be okay. Somewhere It'll be okay. Else. <laughs> I'll, I'll figure it out. I promise. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that um, red tiger male is going to have the go to. Any... He gets chubbed back in a bit. <laughs> yeah. I was. I, I'm thinking, like, man, if I'm, I was, I was looking. At I, I want you focused then, on one thing so, and one thing only, and that's the Russian tigers. Fuck everything else. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Hundred mm. um, percent. Yeah, they're Good. looking great. Good. They're looking great. So, so things are so all. You were looking at this thing that, yesterday. So, uh, so mm. like I was saying, I went to Matt's place, mm-hmm. right? And I, you know, I always love going to Matt's and whatnot. And like, I, man, you know, even even. Even the short tails, mm-hmm. man, right? Even those, I'm just like, oh, fuck me, man. <laughs> like, and like, you know, Matt is like, he keeps a lot of like selectively bred, um, you know, normals, yeah. mostly normals of the reds yeah. and stuff. And he had that Sumatran, that, that the female of the Sumatran that, that he grew yep. up, that I, gave, that I gave him. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, don't don't fucking you fucking like, well, it's, it's the... <laughs> Uh, snake breeding is not it, it's a war of attrition it's it's you have to keep you have to stick with it the, the the babies that you got those ugly little ducklings you have to raise up and things like that because then yeah people come over and they look at your whole backs and these are animals you see every fucking day and they're and they blow their sock i don't gauge my collection off my reaction i see these animals all the time they piss me off some i fucking hate them like they bite the shit out of me but when you come over and you're like jesus fucking christ i'm like there we go that's why it's there yeah like, it's, that's what i was yeah. looking for so uh so we started with the uh so we started looking at the well, obviously we we went the born so I I helped Max sex the Borneos right and to me um well it's all yep. the short tails right but the the mother the one of these little fuckers nailed me and I got two teeth stuck <laughs> in my palm like right here <laughs> oh man um but I I I was getting pretty we had a pretty good system going through it or whatever and we 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 sex and for those who don't know sex and short tails is like uh is is way different than sex and <laughs> since carpets or morelia or anything you guys like that. the gif of like, the uh the dudes on the deadliest catch getting blown over by a wave <laughs> it's like yeah yeah, wear, yeah for, wearing rain slickers not only, yeah. right not only are you gonna get, yeah, bit, get pissed right? on but you're gonna get pissed on and you know shit on and all this stuff right so it's uh we didn't get too good, bad, good. Though, but okay. um but anyway, uh, you know, we went through and, uh, dude, these extreme dude, marbles. Those are on are a like, different level. Like, I, I wish there was a carpet project like the extreme gene marble shit. Like, oh, my <sighs> God, those things are cool. If Keith, if McPeak, I didn't have a, such a hatred of <laughs> short tails. Right. If, yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, but it's not yeah, that I hate dude, them. I, they I hate gotta, me. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. They hate you, yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll be taking. You're gonna have to. Yeah, that's, all, that's, the, uh... <laughs> that's your part. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll deal with right. everything um, else. Like it's. <laughs> so he had. Uh, uh, so anyway, we're we're going mm. through sex and the babies, whatever, and um, you know, he pulls out. You know, he, obviously he has his ocelot yeah. stuff, and then it was the 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 uh, the extreme 
extreme yep. stuff, which is just crazy. And I think he's actually going to be selling some. Keith of that started, stuff, which is which Keith is awesome. started the Marvel thing, right? Or was that? Oh, yeah. that's what I was going to say. Yeah. So I think like Keith McPeak. I feel like Keith. I, I don't know if this is how it sort of mm. happened, but I feel like Keith was sort of a mentor. Oh to God, Matt, yeah. Right? Oh and God, sort yeah. of like yeah, right, yeah, and like like big time really mentored him. And like if I were Keith, I'd be so proud yeah. of what Matt has done. Like he's taken that. Keith ball has, or, Keith like, has said that before. Like he was <laughs> Matt has taken those projects to a level that Keith never even imagined, and he said that. I know I'm not like in the short tail world as much as I used mm. to be, but I don't know anybody that has nicer Borneos than Matt. I, no, I can't I think mean, of anybody. A no. lot of people, the people who do, it's like you trace it back to Matt, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, dude, these orange mm-hmm. heads, like, remember the, remember the one that uh, I got from Lon that had the skin thing? Yeah, that, like and pumpkin gave it to thing, Matt right? Because he was yeah. going to breed it. The, the yeah. pumpkin, that snake is fucking killer, man. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, he opens the thing, and I'm like, oh, oh, oh God. man, you're It's like, oh, my God, it's amazing. Me. Yeah, it's the one I got from you. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, God damn it. <laughs> so then we're going through, right? We're going through. We look at, uh, he was showing me some Boa yeah. stuff. He showed me the roughies, which is set up as f- sweet as hell, man. It's got, like, this rock bo- yes. backdrop and, like, this branch where it's just like sort of like the female was like you know sitting out on the thing she was she was a good size um but uh so i saw those um and then uh we looked at uh he had um i'm probably gonna ma- i think it's a mocha retic, um, but it just looks like a normal yeah. Yeah. retic but it is beautiful oh my god this thing was beautiful and i'm like Oh, dude, what are you doing to me? And any see, like he had this mm. morph that was the same type that you have. It's like one of those fifteen pineapple. Oh, the the, the platinum monthly tiger something something something. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, I, I guess the retic people they would look at that and be like, oh my, oh God, she's wasted amazing. here but, on like, me. To me, yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I'm like, she's a pretty retic. I don't. I enjoy yeah. her, but like, she's yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a pretty snake, but like when he pulled out the like. Well, it's not even normal. It's sort of like this. Well, the mo- thing. some of the mochaccinos have like those light heads, and they look really cool. Yeah, so the yeah. mochaccino has like two right, genes right, 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 together. Right. This is just a mocha, and the mocha okay. this is just a mocha, which I guess is rare. But it looks like one of those. Do you ever see those retics where it's sort of like really light? I don't want to say gray, but it's kind of gray, and then it has like that bright ass yellow. I, mean, I like it probably just have yeah. Pops. You've seen it. I know you've seen it. If if like, um, shit. Wait, I gotta see a mocha retic. So far, everything I've pulled up is a mocha chino. <laughs> oh no, wait, it is a mocha. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a mocha tiger. You share it on the screen. Eh. Mocha retic. I mean, they look cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it just kind of looks in like a normal yeah, retic, but it's just like turned yeah. up, you know? Anyway, that thing was amazing. We're going around. He's showing me some boas and stuff, like mm-hmm. I said, which was, was pretty cool, especially now that um, that's another thing that I want to comment on about uh, those guys doing the boa show was uh, was pretty awesome. And it, I felt like, I think like as far as the NPR network, <clears throat> we have snakes we covered, do. man. Yeah. We have, we're taking care of pythons, you know, Zach and Matt are taking care of the mm-hmm. Bluebrids. 
and Keith, Rob, and Warren are taking care of the Boa segment. I mean, other than Venomous. Which, do we have a Venomous show? Know, Mm. No. It'll be the next one. You know, but I'm just, <laughs> yeah, no, no. That'll more, be the next no one. We're, we're, at, we're at capacity. We're at Somebody has to quit no, first. Got it. Like, <laughs> you with the babies is how I feel with the podcast. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll That's give you that. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so we're going through, and then he shows me the Sri Lankans. So that, that, dude, those shit. animals. Uh, I mean, oh my god, those are that was disgusting looking. I I mean, oh my god, I'm like, you got to put me on the list. I I mean, Christ, (laughs) I gotta get them. Did he? Did he get? Did he get your animals, or did he get the animals the same time you did from somebody? He got from the same clutch. Yeah, Jesus Christ, those things are like. I mean, Chris Foley. I know. I should annoy him and see what he's doing with those. <laughs> I should see if he wants to get rid of those. Um, I, don't I don't think, think so either. I already tried once. All in all, and I told him if he ever did, I was like, you me, know, you have to I, make sure that you don't. I go can, yet. I can try. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, give it a whirl. God, that thing's nuts. And I hate people are like, it's yeah. just a berm. No, it isn't. <laughs> no, no, it is not. That thing is no. different. The head is so orange. yeah. The color's oh, God, insane. Man, Freaking insane, God. Um, but and then uh, let's see what else. He had some some Candoya stuff that was pretty yeah. cool, um, and then he had some carpets, you know, which uh, I was astonished by. <laughs> so yeah, the, so the carpet is. He said that um, you know me and you had given him a carpet yeah, a long tigers, time ago, yeah. right? And um, so he pulls out. He's like, oh yeah. So I look at this carpet and I'm like, that just looks yeah. weird. That's just a yellow weird. head. I've never <laughs> seen a carpet with it. It's got a yellow head. I've never seen this before. So I take. I said, hold on. I got to take a picture and send this to <laughs> Owen because he was saying that that was some, a, ba- a baby that you Son produced. of a bitch. <laughs> and, I was, and I was like, well, he's going to, he's either going to, it's either, that's, that's yeah. the response that I thought you were going to God gonna damn say. it. <laughs> um, but it turns out, so it turns out that I think that's the citrus tiger. Okay. So then you produced it. Okay. Yeah. So I bred, and it, which would make it sense. Would. So the female I gave you, the Ted Thompson yeah. female, you know how yes. yellow she is. I don't know if she's kind of. She's dulled out a little bit. But, I know she kind of. Yeah, but you can't really bit, fault her. She's how old now, and is how many babies under her belt? Fine, dull out. <laughs> like do whatever. Right. So my my plan my plan with that was is that when I did that breeding, I took one of my male citrus mm. tigers and I wanted to outcross it to a Ted Thompson tiger because I know that he did a lot of stuff with HCQ. Yes. So I was like, okay, well then I'm going to, you know, try to make that look kind of mm-hmm. pop. And man, it freaking worked <laughs> because it's got a yellow head. It's like, and dude, I'm it like, worked. None of the animals that I kept back. <laughs> but the, the one I gave to Matt looks freaking <laughs> awesome. It's like, ah, shit. I, I think the world, the world had said, ah, give up on your pythons, will you? I will smack you in the face twice as hard so you come back twice as strong. <laughs> like, no. There's nothing that would oh, make man. me go back to pythons. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like opening the bin. It's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, fuck fuck me man jesus that, I, so i'm like i'm like that snake is cool and he's like oh, yeah, i don't you know, know what it does here you guys like, need it for breeding or whatever and you know whatever uh, and i think it was a female it was a female i think he thought it was male but i gave him a female you gave yeah, him a yeah. male so then i sexed it well tried to sex it as a bit <laughs> shit. <laughs> 
And I'm like, well, this is definitely one of mine. It's angry and wants food. It's probably one of mine. Yes. Yeah. It's, yes. Yes. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, well, like I said, it's always awesome yeah. going there and, and, and just a crazy, mess around with some Sanzinia as well or no? Um, no, I didn't see the uh, he, didn't, he didn't let he you he into the upstairs. secret Sanzinia vault. I got it. I, 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 I don't even know if I really pushed to mm. even see them. You yeah. know what I mean? I was so enthralled with the pipe. With everything that, else, yeah. You know, I, I mean, I'm trying to think if I'm missing stuff. I feel like I'm missing stuff. And he had some chondros there still. Um, you know, nothing too crazy. But, you know, again, man, some of these. So we sexed up these short tails, and he's going to be putting them up for sale soon. And they're just freaking insane so i don't know if you're looking for a short tail or whatever i mean i i definitely would highly recommend mr mantola yeah, yeah. to uh to uh to pick it up and i was so at the end right we were getting ready to go and um when uh, i'm sitting there we're bullshitting about australia or whatever and i was like i said dude wait wait do you see a wild python Wait, Dude, come just on! Wait. And I'm and I'm getting so excited because I know how excited you're he's chomping at be the bit already. You know yeah, what I mean? it's just like, oh, <laughs> you know. Uh, so yeah, we're only seventy days away. I mean, it's pretty much yeah, 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 yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> which, which Jim wanted me to uh, make sure that I mentioned this that um, he will be. Uh, he already went and got fitted, so he's beat everybody over there already. So yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I'm on okay, vacation. Good. Next week, so I'm headed. Yeah, I'm headed next week. Yep. I was going to make it this week, yep. and I was like, ah, I'm on vacation next week. I'll go next week. So, very good. It has to be at that no, spot. No, it can be at any men's warehouse. That you, yeah, anyone. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay, that's what yeah. I thought you said. Okay. No worries. No worries. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, it's awesome. It's just been a hell of a Python uh, <laughs> week, I guess. Yep. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Do we go? I think we go into cages now. Yeah. Have enough time? I think so. It's it's only forty two minutes. Have enough time? Okay. All right. (sighs) Caging. (laughs) So, uh, I guess what would you? I I would divide caging into three types of setups: babies, juveniles. Agreed. I would set up the baby. Not how I would set up the adults. I would not do that to them. This is one of those. This is one of those situations where. Well, that uh, depends on the species. Let me throw that in there because there's some adult species that I would set up like the babies, but not pythons really. But yeah. Okay. I think for this in particular, Mm, just probably pythons, pythons, but you can input some hybrid stuff in there since you, uh, since you do that, see if there's any crossover, which I'm sure there is. Um, so I don't know. I, I found that the best, at least for me, um, for Mm -hmm. babies is racks. Yeah. I think that's the best way Mm -hmm. to go. Um, it's going to give you, uh, the ability to sort of, be able to check the animals individually, um, you know, keep them, you can kind of separate and, um, uh, you know, you can also keep them kind of contained a little bit there when they're in a rack, especially a rack that has closed on all sides. 
it kind of narrows mm-hmm. all the stuff that's going to be coming at them. Because a lot of times, if you were to say set them up in a five gallon or ten gallon tank, they get like kind of like sensory overload kind of for a little bit. So, yeah, right. So, let's talk about what racks we use for babies. So, I use sea serpents racks. I find that they seem to be my favorite. So, I have three different types. I have AP sea serpents, and I have the V eighteens for mm-hmm. the vision. I hate the V eight. I hate the V eighteens yeah. for what I'm doing, yeah. right? Because they're so low. Uh, the yeah. height is not really mm-hmm. there, so you can't really get any kind of like solid kind of perching in there. I, I would uh, say anything. Most pythons, I would say you got to go. The lowest I would go is a five quart bin, yeah. five quart bin, yeah. and then to be honest, I have two racks of fifteen quarts, which is great for yearling carpets because you can put those. Um, 3D printed yes. perch things in there. So you get a ton of space to give yes. a lot of room to, to grow and kind of crawl around. And I love that for yearling pythons. But hatchlings, five quart works for a lot of species, even big ones, say like olive pythons for <laughs> maybe their first few, two months of life. And then <laughs> they're right. one of the main reasons they I got go the 15s because <laughs> then it's like, if they don't yeah. sell quickly, I need to put these things into something else. So um, I tend right. to get the olives started in the fives and then move into the fifteens. Yeah, I tried the so when I was sort of in my breeding, like mm. heavily breeding, going to be a breeder type of mm-hmm. mentality. Um, obviously, I had a lot of racks, um, and I tried a lot of different ones. I ended up sort of working with the vision racks only because I like the heat mm-hmm. rope. Um, because, you know, and, and Rob sort of convinced me of it. I, I just feel not that it's, I, not that it's any better, but it just felt, uh, I, especially when I was buying stuff, like, I mean, mm-hmm. you remember how those, the heat tape was back then. It this wasn't was before, like this is before they, <laughs> you know they, I mean? they Whereas, this is heat tape at one point used to be clamped with these metal things. And then these giant plastic yes. stuff went over top. Now they literally punch a hole through the heat tape attach it with this like um uh grommet thing and then they put a bunch of insulation tape on it and stuff of that and and it works a lot better for what you're trying to do um but i have i have the two baby racks one is run off of heat tape and then the other one is run off of heat cable and i've only had to replace the i've never had to replace the heat cable i had to replace the heat tape already just because it was yeah i had the old heat tape and then it made me nervous um i had that friend who, right. who um she lost her entire collection plus several of her cats um because of uh some heat tape went haywire so right. yeah uh, but it works either one works um i do like the um heat cable because it gives you that big u shape to put the um uh you yeah. can either have a small u or a big u depending on how you put it through and, and it gives you a nice little bit so it kind of goes underneath as well as behind, which is good. Yeah, and it doesn't really, like, you're not running the tub over right. top. Right, yep, you yep. Know? Um, which, to me, was, I think, that wear and tear on that. Yeah, heat, heat tape, tape needs to be um, um, in, like, those grooves or somewhere where the tub isn't touching it, um, just because of what it is. But, yeah, I don't like that. I do like the uh, – so me and Matt were talking about this mm-hmm. yesterday. It's like um, one of the things I noticed when I was using the sea serpent rack is that I have to put um, quite a bit of mm-hmm. holes 
in the tub only because of the humidity buildup that will that'll I don't know if you have that same yeah. problem, but yeah. I know it's very humid here. So again, we're in and we're in mm-hmm. Pennsylvania uh, right now. You know, God, it's terrible. What, oh my God, it's ninety percent. You know, it's just terrible. <sighs> and um, yeah, that 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 goes into the rooms. Whereas, like, if you're in a drier area with not as much humidity, you probably wouldn't have yeah. that same problem. But I think that I think with caging, airflow is very is. important, and yep. I think it's often overlooked. Including myself for years, I've kind of overlooked uh, overlooking it. Um, so, one of the things I actually got from Matt and Keith uh, is having a fan mm-hmm. in your room to kind of circulate the air, um, position it in a way that's that's making the air just kind of go through your room and the cages and the racks and whatnot. Yeah, I have uh, I have those um, fans, and Matt Matt kind of gave us that tip of have them pointed towards all the doors that are leading in or out. So that you have kind of like mm-hmm. a air pushing towards the door. So if you ever have somewhat of a small draft, it just gets caught up in that gust and goes out. It's almost like having a negative or positive air pressure. So yeah. having the fans pointed at the doors helps keep any kind of a draft away. And, you know, you just go get these. This is my favorite time to go snake shopping because um, people, <laughs> yeah. uh, kids are getting ready to go off to college. So things like room fans yeah. And stupid tubs that you keep <laughs> under your bed and shoebox things are cheap as fuck right now. So it's like this is when you go do right. it. So, so I did have I did experiment um, with keeping baby. So I have a younger diamond mm-hmm. python mm-hmm. right that I keep upstairs, and I I have it in an Exeterra, and um, I, I have a heat lamp on top of it. But I use that just because I wanted to. Uh, to, to see what it's like. One of the main reasons is because I think with, particularly with diamond pythons, I think they're Di- diamonds. Right? Diamonds so, don't act like pythons. Like this is not, you can't be like, <laughs> I, you can't be like, I do my diamonds like this and this is how you should keep your carpets. No, no. You keep your carpets like this and you keep your diamonds like this. Like you don't, the two shall never right. meet except for maybe when they're babies right. in a rack. Even then, I'm not sure you keep baby diamonds yeah, in a rack. Like, yeah. Can it be done? I yes. couldn't do it. I don't know why. I don't know if that's just in my brain nah. or, I mean, I know people that have done it, but I just felt like, I don't know. It just felt I, wrong. I, I, I know <laughs> people have done it wrong. too, I but I, I, I feel it. like you have a better shot at growing them up the right way and having them last longer and avoiding the python disease, you know, and crap like that yeah. if you keep them the way you're doing it in a tank with lights and basking and stuff like that. So. Yeah, and we'll get into the technology that's behind that. But other than that, I mean, the other thing that I mm. thought of, uh, I kind of got this idea from um, the one time we went to Tinley mm-hmm. with Keith, and he was vending with Matt. Um, he had um, this setup where he sort of built this box, and he had it to where you could just see the mm-hmm. cages, and he had like these little five-gallon aquariums, basically, that was what mm-hmm. you saw. But behind that, he sort of had the lights mm-hmm. on it and, you know, little branches in it or whatever. And I said, man, that's genius because the snake's able to sort of show what it would do and sort of impress yep. people with its uh, its perching. I think he was selling car- – I think it was Corrales. I, I, I want to say he was selling corrals. some tree boas and stuff like that, uh, I, I, you know. Yeah. His emeralds are in his Amazons. You know yeah, yeah, about, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. Which I, I've seen that kind of a setup. I know there was a bunch of guys that do 
uh, shows at Hamburg and stuff like that who have these almost look like shelves and they have a bunch of those fi- yep. those those micro exoterras. Yep, the nanos, nanos whatever. Yeah. They have those and they ripped out the backs. So what faces you is glass, but what faces them are those little mm-hmm. doors and stuff like that. And I yep. always thought that that would be a great way to do something like diamonds and stuff like that because you could set all those nanos up and you can have them in their individual little things. I almost feel like if you were going to do... And I've seen people do that with um, poison dart frogs and stuff like that, where where the exoterras just get bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost feel like if you're going to do diamonds, that that'd be the way to do it, is having small mm-hmm. tanks set up with lights. It's almost go back to like old school tanks on a rack. <laughs> like yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that was sort of um, I was messing around with that idea, and I did buy a couple mm-hmm. of nanos just to see like what it would look like and how you would set it up, and you could you absolutely. Could. I mean, if you were doing a clutch mm-hmm. or two, and you—I mean, it's going to be expensive, right? I, I think I think the initial to, would be expensive to get all the yeah. nanos and get everything set up, and then obviously get like the lights, but then get them on timers. But then after that, after that initial setup, you know, I, I mean, I could throw a rock and hit somebody trying to give away a twenty-gallon tank. Like it is—you get to that point yeah. where your step ups will get further, and then. You know, diamonds, you never go wrong with diamonds. I hate myself for not having diamonds. Yeah, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No worries. Soon. One day. (laughs) Yes. Um, Now that I got my Python intro back, maybe. Now that you're back. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Godzilla. Um, You're emerging from the ocean to to destroy Tokyo. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But. yeah, I, I my idea was is that um, I was going to you know this was maybe maybe mm. a year or so ago I was going I was going to slim down um, what how many pairs I was doing and just sort of make mm-hmm. what you're saying just like take a rack um, like one of those rack like I don't know what you call them what like butcher yeah, rack yeah, yeah, the wire yeah. rack you know the ones that everybody puts their stuff on right and uh, I was going to uh, set up the cages long enough and then buy one lamp, like one mm-hmm. UV lamp or one heat lamp or whatever that just goes mm-hmm. across the top, similar to what you would see yeah. in a pet shop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it kind of reminded me of. Um, and I was going to do that and try to see if there was a difference between raising um, baby carpets that way as opposed to... You know, I've, I've always been jealous of pet, short, pet shops. Those, those racks that they have that are really just big tanks on tracks that you can yeah. like they pull yeah. out and it just like the whole tank comes up to you and then like you can open the whole yeah. top do a bunch of stuff and then you push it back in and i'm like god i want yeah. those <laughs> like, just, yeah i imagine they'd be exactly. the most annoying shits to keep clean but god those were awesome well that's that's yeah. sort of what I, that would be my um that would be what I would say that you should think about as far as like um, what you mm-hmm. want to do, where what your plans are. I mean, if you're just getting one snake, do, do it up. I mean, and you're just yeah. gonna have a pet snake. I would just get an yeah. I would just get a tank know, and I, go. I don't. Nuts. I wouldn't get a nano. I would get mm-hmm. a bigger one. Um, I think there's. A, I don't know what the next one up is for what they, I they have, got but, some uh, of all different sizes. But I mean, like you could, if you're gonna go, if this is a pet. Make a nice display. Like I know several people that yeah. have just one carpet, and they've made a giant cage where they've they've got custom glass and wood and 
perches for it and it's built next to the window so it can get sunlight and it has a heat thing and it has a that and a big water like if it's your one pet yeah you know go to go to lowe's get a bunch of plants like stick them in there it, it's really fun for that kind of stuff i mean my rhinos i got them a, a a hanging plant like just i put in a hook inside their thing and i put a hanging plant in there that was on for cheap and the female rhino will not leave the plant she has just been in the plant. She really? just lives in that plant now. <laughs> she just she she hangs down. She'll eat. She'll put her tail out. She'll shit. She'll dangle down and drink the water. But the male's over here in his hide and his top of his tree, and she's in this hanging plant, and that's where she stays. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I should have gotten you wow. a bigger plant. I feel bad. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> all right. So when that plant dies, I'm just gonna go get him another hanging plant because it's like. They, they they like it. It's awesome. I was hoping she'd put the eggs in there. That's where she'd put them. <laughs> like so, she she laid all the eggs in that stupid hanging plant, as opposed to that really nice, nice the the really nice bottom <laughs> lay box that I gave her, or where, the one that yeah. was attached to the ceiling. Like yeah, I'm like whatever in. plant, right? Fine. No. So yeah, nature, like nature. <laughs> I'm in nature um, again. So. uh if you're going to get a couple yeah. snakes, <clears throat> I would probably recommend getting uh, I would say a rack. If you feel that you're going to add yeah. at some point, I would probably say for raising up. I would, I would say even rack. if you're going to like just get and a it, pair of snakes and then maybe every once in a while breed. Yeah, you could you get know, two extra um, Do yeah. up the adults and then get a rack for the babies. It, it's when you've started to produce more animals than like naturalistic setups make sense for is when you have to start doing racks mm-hmm. and this, that, and the other thing. And yeah. I would definitely say that I have a lot of my animals in racks, but after a certain age, I want them primarily in cages. And that's just for my own benefit. Yeah. yeah. And really, yeah. it depends so, uh, because my adult male carpets usually spend half the year in a rack. They're in 41 quarts. And then the other half of the year, right. they're in the female's cages. Right. And... uh yeah, I I think for um so I guess inside of a of and this I'm going to say just pythons mm-hmm. in general but let's be specific to Morelia. I would say that the three things that you really need are a yes. hide, uh-huh. a perch, and mm-hmm. a water bowl. I mean, <laughs> though, that's pretty much it. Um you can kind of exchange some of that stuff like if you did a like I get beyond a perch for my guys. Because they can go on top of their hide boxes. So we have, I have those thick plastic bins that they can go into because I've cut the holes in the front, but then they can also get on top of it and they use it as kind of like a shelf. This is my adults. adults. Yeah. Yep. 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 Still. But you sort of have something similar for is there enough room? You use the babies. I have these. They're called, um, they're literally lids for pipette cases from labs. So they're little plastic squares or rectangles that I've melted little half circles in so that they can go in them and stuff like that. Those I like because they can also get on top of them. If I could have done them differently, I would like to have something where it's like the adults it's sealed on the bottom and I could put bedding in there and there's a hole in there. Um, That's -hmm. what I would like to do. And actually that's what I'm planning on doing with the white lips. Because a lot of the other stuff that I have, like certain things that need a lot more humidity, I have these. Mm-hmm. They sell them at Walmart. They're for like putting snacks in when you pack them into a lunchbox or something. 
So they have lids that yeah, snap okay. on them. They're maybe contain like maybe four or five ounces worth of stuff. I don't really remember. Mm-hmm. And I just cut a hole in the top in the lid. So yeah, and then I can put right. moss in there. It's how I raised my rainbow boas when they were tiny. It's how I raised my baby white lips when they were tiny. Um, the, how I raised the ring python when I got it from you. Um, it's how I'm currently raising my mandarin rat snake and my hundred flowers is that they have these humidity hides. So I'm going to set those up for the white lips so that they have a place to go because humidity is a big thing for those guys and being hydrated. Yeah, I would say species yeah. like what you're saying, white yep. lips. Um, I would say probably ring pythons. I would say short tail mm-hmm. pythons. I would say, I would even say probably Morelia. Some um, needs a little bit of yeah. humidity. You know, for us, I think it's it's hard for us to judge, yeah. right? Because you fall into this thing where, for us, I don't necessarily always even think I, about I don't. humidity until yeah. the winter time because we have so much of it that it's. We're spoiled. You know I mean? And also it's like carpets are so forgiving when yeah. it comes to humidity. It's like, oh, you had a dry shed, turn over their water and then like close it and then like yeah. come back later and change out the paper. And it's like, oh, they peeled the rest. Like it's it's easy. But things like white lips, that 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 can be a little bit of a thing. Um, it can be pretty dangerous. Um, but, yeah, so that's something to think about is, you know, I, I don't necessarily have purchase for little guys. I will offer purchase, especially if they're starting to be stubborn feeders. Like I have a couple non-feeders out of my caramel exanic to caramel exanic clutch, which is when I say uh-huh. a couple, I mean all but one of the babies out of that clutch. I'm sorry. No, I got one eating the other day. <laughs> so I have two. Nice. It ate a quail and I still want to choke the life out of the rest of them. Um, them I'm going to offer some kind of perching this weekend. I got to go get like the fence thing. Um because I also want to do that for the female Brisbane because I can't get her to eat. And she's the only female Brisbane I produced and she's got a full stripe. So it's like, no, 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 no. Right. This, is, this <laughs> is your last option is I'm going to give you some place to perch. I'm going to offer you another quail. I'm also going to offer you a goldfish. If you don't eat, the next step is not nice. Like, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's I'm yeah. going to shove food down your throat. Like, I don't want to do it. But I think... Um, yeah, for me, I, I just sort of use um, – I, I, I'm very – I like – with babies, I like to be able – I clean mm-hmm. a lot, and I like to be able to just constantly be using fresh mm-hmm. stuff. So what I use – and this was uh, an idea that I don't even know how I came up with it, but I just was looking at the the size of a paper towel roll, and I'm like, well, I was talking to somebody, and they were telling me about – I think it was probably mm-hmm. on the show and they were saying about how snakes like to be crammed yep. in, you know, they like to feel they like a All lot of times sides. in my younger days, I would get these big ass hide boxes, right? Because I would think like, oh, if I'm a snake, I want to be, I want to have all this room inside or whatever. And it's like, no, that's not the case. They want to be crammed up, feel the sides, feel secure. So I'm like, okay, if I could get them to go into this mm-hmm. paper towel roll, they could basically thermoregulate. And they wanted to within their hide, you know what I mean? Because I found that, like, especially when you're using a rack, the the disadvantage is is that typically the hide will go on the Mm -hmm. hot spot. So that hot spot, that hide is just sitting on top of that 84 degree hot spot. And I can imagine that heat is building up. So if they want to be hidden, they also have to be warm, which is not necessarily the truth. Yeah. 
Yeah. Correct. Right. So um, that's sort of why I, I went with the paper towel thing because I, I seem to think it uh, and, and it fits like almost perfect within a six mm-hmm. quart and, you know, um, the babies just go in there and sort of they feel secure, um, you know, makes it super easy to clean because they're usually yeah, in there. Just pick, dude, out, but, you know, I, I, <laughs> the, the that's greatest. partially. It's like a miniature version. Exactly. Of what that's you're that's, doing. that's, a, <laughs> that's my shit is I don't want to touch them. Stay in your box. Like it is the people yes. who are like, and that's yes. when when I'm cleaning the snake, I'd like to torture it and make it make hold it till it gives up. It's like, just yeah. move the box, clean the cage, put the snake back. I don't need them to love right. me. I need them to make other versions of themselves. So smaller ones but um right. dude the, the bins that i have for my adults they're big bins they're like 10 gallon tough totes or five gallon totes but they have right. tons of mulch shoved in there like i, I put a ton of that right. those pine bark nuggets and stuff in there so that the snake will go in and they'll make like this big divot and stuff like that but that's where i want them to feel safe that's why n- nine times out of ten the eggs are in the bin, you know, as opposed right. to like a white lip who buries them under the bin or something like that. <laughs> right. That's because that's what I want oh, them man. to feel secure. I want them to feel safe. I want them to feel like this is where they will put the eggs. Cause then that's with them year round. Like that box is in there year right. round. Um, and right. it just works out that way better. Yeah. I, um, I'm trying to think what else. I don't really do anything else. Um, so here's a couple mm. of things that I've that I've experimented with, and I wanted to touch on this as far as um, seeing Matt mm-hmm. set up for the the uh, short tails yesterday. So basically, he's he's working with the same type of uh, tub. He's using the same rack, actually, sea right. serpents, um, and uh, six mm-hmm. quart tubs for his baby short tails, and uh, and he had the roughies in there. He had the basically the setup for the roughie, which I got. Yeah. tell you about those um oh man that was cool seeing little baby roughies <laughs> that was freaking cool man um that was another thing i'm like god that'll that'll it. be that'll be another one where it's like finally get the roughies hatching i mean yes. that would be that's gonna be not that's gonna be nuts yeah um he had the fencing mm-hmm. water bowl that kind of thing the one thing that um he uses for the uh for the short tails is um yes. moss right so uh, I did that for carpets for a while when I used those little tubs like mm-hmm. you were talking about. I just, instead of putting a hide in there, I just put, you know, just a bunch of sphagnum moss and they would just, you know, hide in that moss or whatever. Um, it's probably more of a short tail gig, right? Because that's what they are. They're ambush predators yep. waiting down. And sure, they did ambush, man. <laughs> they sure that was one did of those, ambush. That is Normally sure. when babies hatch, I put them on like wet paper towel, like moist paper towels and let them chill for a day or two. Right. And I'll shift them over. I didn't have any paper towels when the king rat came out. So I'm like, fuck it. And I grabbed the moss that was on top of the egg and I just threw it in the bin with it. And I'm like, good enough. And I chuck <laughs> him in go. there. And now right. I go to check on him and he's ambushing me from the moss. I'm like, oh no. Yes. Like I've made, I've made, oh yes. no, it's gone horrible. I would imagine that the advantage of using mm. that would be, so there's a couple of advantages to me. Number one would be is that you would have that same ability to where that baby yes. snake could thermoregulate throughout mm-hmm. and pick out whatever spot it wanted to be in um, throughout the cage because you have all this humidity. You can, con- I mean, all this uh, moss in there, you can control the humidity pretty easily. Um, you can wet mm-hmm. that stuff. It doesn't mold. Um, you can clean it out, rinse it out. You know, you can throw it, it out because um, it's just again. fucking moss. If it gets dirty, huck it. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Sure. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so that, that would be something, especially for species that uh, require a little bit more humidity or are ambush right. predators. So in that, in those circumstances, um, you know, short tails really come to mind with that to me. I might actually um, do that. I'm going to so, add that uh, to my, uh, I, my, my hundred flowers didn't eat last week and I'm like, why? Oh God. Oh, like it had some stuck shed on it. I'm like, Oh, right. Okay. So, um, yeah. But I might add some moss into his cage just to make sure he's okay. The, the only thing I would uh, I would warn against is when I w- when I mm. did have short tails and I was was raising them up that way. Um, sometimes the mouse can get lost <laughs> in the sauce, and uh, we all know how a dead mouse uh, and you can't find dude. it. Dude, and right uh, right now yeah, I am dealing be- with those mad hog babies, and I have like four that are eating, and the rest are just turning their nose yeah. up at everything. And I'm, I'm trying so hard. Right. And I, the problem is I had to have Chris send me more skin because I'm just wasting it trying to get these other freaking hog nose to eat. And I'm like, all right, we need to go back to basics. I'm like, I need to get me a gecko. <laughs> like, I, need to, I need to get a gecko. We need to do some scenting. Like, but the problem is you have to sit there and listen, two days ago I was trapped because I finally got one of those baby carvers to take a button quail chick. So it's eating it. And I'm like, okay. well, I'm just going to stand here. Still standing here. Still, I'm like, will you eat it faster? Right. Goddamn, like, you know, <laughs> one of my older ones would have had this thing down by now. <laughs> like, it's, but, right. That's what you got to do. Yeah. I, uh, I hear a lot of talk about, um, I'm mm-hmm. going to throw this name out there real quick about racks and stuff. It seems like, uh, yep. THP is always talking about black yep. box cages. I've heard good things about them. Um, and racks. So I've heard I've heard good things about them. So I would probably I would not as much as I, I'm not anti this mm. brand, but um, I've had, you know, I, just the wait time and all that kind of stuff. And like I, is the AP. I, I mean, they yeah. make nice stuff. I have animal. This is all AP yeah. here, but I have I mean, animal plastics I cages. I bought them all secondhand. Uh, the one I did buy direct, I bought it on a Black Friday deal. I didn't get it till July, mm-hmm. which tells you that and then the mm-hmm. um cages were too tight they didn't come out of the rack like pulling them out yeah. was a fucking chore so i ended up selling it yeah uh, so yeah it's terrible i hate that. most of the racks i've gotten are secondhand um just normal black pvc racks that it could have been built by freaking anybody at that point um sure and then uh, i i would always recommend that if you're going to buy racks Go to a show where they have floor models and test them and buy the floor model because yeah, opening it up, make sure you like it, make sure you like the size of the bin. Um, the problem is a lot of times what people don't understand is that when you buy a 32-quart, say you bought a 32-quart rack, um, buying 32-quart bins at Walmart might be different than the 32-quart rack bins you can get at Target. So – Ones at Walmart, they might have U-shapes in the front. They might have bubbles on the bottom so they could lock, they could stack up on each other, which means that they're not mm-hmm. necessarily going to fit correct or they're going to be hard to open and pull. It's almost like you want to go to the mm-hmm. like to the Dollar General or to Target because they usually get the ones that are squared in the front and the back and they slide tight up against it. There's no extra stacking right. stuff. It's one of those things where you got to also know what bins you're getting. So if you can get a rack, that has the bins already in it and can mm-hmm. open up better. That's awesome. And that works. I would say try to avoid weird sized things. Um, I have a 41 quart rack 
that is a nature spirit. It's a it's the white one, and it open it and it's mm-hmm. long ways. So you have to pull out long ways, and the bins mm-hmm. that were in there are under the bed giant bins that were being carried by target and walmart at the time and now they don't carry them right they kind of have them but they have wheels on them so it doesn't really work so i have a bin downstairs that i was getting ready to throw out and i'm like well if i chuck it and then one of the other bins breaks i I, i'm screwed now this bin is kind of chipped in the corner and it probably should be recycled but if one of the other bins breaks worse than this, I, I have to use this one. So I would say try to avoid right. that as well, where it's like weird stuff. Like I, I see a lot of people buying those Christmas tree tubs and things like that bins. That's fine, mm-hmm. but I I don't really know. Uh, those, those used to be harder to get for me, I guess, at a certain point. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't want to mm-hmm. do something that you can't replace until Christmas rolls around. So. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're that's tough. Yeah, the bin thing is something that yeah. uh you know, you I it's been a while since <laughs> I've on a rack. So, um I would imagine they used to put the uh the type of tub that they're using like where you can get that tub from if you're going to buy a replacement. So like the the sea serpent racks they use container yep. store yep. um mm-hmm. six court um which uh which you can buy a case online. And uh, I just had them just so I had extra, just in case for that reason. So I have you do and yeah. six quart tubs, and that ever, and that's just you know. something you got to think about. You know, I I bought the fifteen quart rack, and then I had to go find the stores somehow. Like right when I got the racks, there was some sort of rush on fifteen quart tubs. I'm like, son of a bitch! So I had to go to like yeah. Target and get a couple. I had to go to Walmart get a couple more, and then I had to go to some like Target like two towns over or something like that to get the final ones. It's just sometimes it's harder to get those. Um, I've been, every time I go to target, I take a look and see if the, I have a list of uh, how many 32 quart bins are kind of get looking on the low ratty side. And every time I'm in target, Mm -hmm. because they have the right ones. If I see one, I grab it. So. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, and then basically at that Mm. point, um, you know, the only disadvantage to racks is the whole you don't have lighting or whatever. Yep. But one of the things that I've sort of um, improvised with that is that I have a window, mm-hmm. I have two windows in my room, actually. So I just put the the rack where the sun comes mm-hmm. in in the morning. So they do get exposure to, um, uh, to you know, sunlight or whatever, light phase or what, you yep. know, that kind of thing. Um I think that's important too. Like, if you're going to have a dedicated mm-hmm. room, that you should sort of have, um, you know, some type of light cycle. I'm not saying. I mean, you can do however you want to do it, but I'm like, I kind of stay pretty strict mm-hmm. to it. The lights are out. The lights yeah. are out. You know, if I'm going in there, I'm using a headlamp. And I did get this. Um, I forget it. I saw it on YouTube or something, but um, it's called Switchbot, yep. and. It's this thing that you can put onto your um, light okay. switch, and it'll actually push it on. <laughs> so you don't have to go in and like redo your light switch. Per okay. Se. Um, I mean, you can, but this is Wi-Fi. This I'm gonna go get Wi-Fi, that, <laughs> and, it's, and it attaches to the light switch, 
and then you can turn on the lights on and off to your reptile room uh, at any point. I also, just to talk about general, you know, we were talking about mm-hmm. humidity. I got this uh, SwitchBot. It's a thermometer and hydrometer plus. And what you can do is with technology now, you can set this humidifier that I got. So one of the disadvantages of um, living in the East Coast, in oh the winter yes, it, is we got the heat going. It does the it does the what? the push one. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. yes, yeah. So um, one of the disadvantages of the mm-hmm. wintertime is that the humidity goes up. So I got this Wi-Fi um, humidifier by the same mm-hmm. company. Um, and it's, you know, uh, basically it, this, you can program it so that when your, uh, digital mm-hmm. reader here, uh, the thermos thermometer and hydrometer plus, um, goes to a certain level, it'll click on the humidifier That's awesome. to keep a certain humidity in your room. So that's just a little bit of tech. Now that you know tech is coming into play, it seems to be uh, the way yeah, to go. Get so that. in the wintertime, I will definitely utilize that well, to just to keep the humidity in my room. So good. I have like so now I have several rooms. I have one room that is clearly on. You know, uh, I have a timer that I've always had. It's one of the things you can buy to put like for your outdoor lights, so you can set a timer for when they turn on, turn off. Uh, so I have that in the main right. room, but then now I've expanded to so many other rooms. It's like. All right, and I yes. tried, and I bought a couple of the same timer things, and I tried to switch them out, but I couldn't get them to work, so I had to switch it back to the switch lights. So getting this stupid little robot that's just going to be like, click, like that's all I want. I want something to yeah. turn on the lights at the time because when I'm not home, I want to make sure the lights turn Correct. on. Correct. You know? Correct. When I'm in right. Australia, I want to make sure the light cycle. Yeah. Uh-huh. What's going on, you know? Um. So I, I don't know. I, I follow a lot of like uh, for podcasts and stuff. I follow like a lot of tech as far as like smart yeah. homes and yeah. stuff. And this is one of the things that I saw. And I was like, wow, I could utilize that, you know, and I don't have to do any you, electrical you gotta work. Think, Not that putting in a switch. You got to think hard, about but. way back when, when it was like the heat sources used to just be these things that were out yeah. of control that were attached to a dimmer switch that you had to fuck with until you got to the point where you're like okay now if no one touches this the animal will live like and that's what we had and now it's gotten to the point where we have computer systems that run this we have computer yes. systems that can run that we have that certain technology that may have one point just been for smart homes or to make people's lives easier but we can use for reptile stuff like come on dude correct you know yeah i think um i think now i haven't used mm. them yet have you uh the uh um, Wi-Fi. I have not. I haven't got. I haven't gotten any of the Wi-Fi thermostats. I wanted to get one of the uh, Herpstat twos with the Wi-Fi because I'm like I can find two cages that I can hook up for that. Um, I will say right. say that the next step is after you decide what cages you're going to get, you need to decide what computer system you're going to dedicate your life to. Um, you have several options: Ranko, <laughs> yes. Johnson's, um, Helix, uh, Herpstat, or Vivarium or VE. I have used all of them to varying degrees of success and failure. Um, I would say that first, number one, there is no 100% never going to fail thermostat. So you need to maintain that kind of stuff. You need to pay attention. Um, I would say in the near future, I would not be surprised if all thermostats were Wi-Fi and they could send you texts when shit goes wrong. That would be great. 
Um, I would, if I get a text that say things are going insane, like the heat has now hit a hundred something, I would say turn off everything because I'd rather it be a little cold than burn to death. Um, sure. Yeah. I, I love herb stats. I have almost my entire room run on all herb stats. I have, I think I have, uh, Three cages run off of VEs right now, and that's just because those are the last remaining ones that I have. <laughs> they haven't been. I haven't gotten mm-hmm. a herb stat to replace those. When to when another herb stat falls in my lap, those things are gone. Um, I will say also that my incubator has been run by the same Ranko system since I built the incubator. Um, that's never yep. failed me. But um, yep. yeah, I would say everything, including the rhinos, is run off of a. Uh, uh, Herbstat. So one of the things that I would mm. recommend, um, let's just say that you're going to breed and you have a, a you know, the uh, sea serpent mm-hmm. racks um, is basically what I have is three of them stacked mm-hmm. on top of each other, right? I think the one is a, I think it's uh, maybe twelve mm-hmm. bins, and the other ones are eighteen. So it's eighteen, eighteen, okay. and twelve is what I'm working with. And I have a Herbstat that runs each segment differently. Yes. And the reason that I do that is because those those bins that are closer to you the might ground, need more. Um, they mm-hmm. might need a little more heat. And the ones that are up top don't need as much, you know. So you want to make sure that you think about that in your room. Um, one of the things that I would say maybe to do before you're setting it up, especially if you're going to set up a reptile mm-hmm. room, you can go on to... Um, Amazon and you can buy those. Uh, I have a bunch of them all over the place. They're, they're like little. It's basically like this uh, uh, thermometer, right? Yeah, the little plus, things you can put out, but it's not yeah. Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. And it tells you the. I think it's it's mine does the um, mm-hmm. the highest. So the highest point that it was at. So it'll tell you the highest. Like it, it keeps like a uh, track of where the highest humidity yep. was and where the highest um, mm-hmm. temperature was. So if you put one in the bottom of your room, like if you just got a yep. rack, right, and you just put one in there, and one mm-hmm. on the top, you could sort of look at it and see what the difference is, and then see if you even need uh, to do such. I a thing. I know but, some um, people will try to take a, a herb stat and have it run as long as possible, like say they have like lines, like they have stacks of five or something like that or four, let's say they have stacks of four and they have like three stacks of four. They'll try to Mm -hmm. do one probe and then that runs all the cages on this level. And then they do another probe and that runs all the cages on this level. I think that works better than say you would put a probe in like the middle cage and it runs all the ones vertical. Correct. So I would say doing it right. horizontal works better, but for racks, I have usually one probe per rack. So yeah. that rack or, and that probe is run by that. Now, a lot of my racks are, I, I, I have one that's a 10 high 32 and I don't like it because mm-hmm. it's a 10 high 32 and it's all running one level. Um, right. And then next to it, I have two five high 32s and those are run they there's a probe in each one of those so i would say the 10 high 32 when you get close to the bottom i don't put any pythons down there a lot of those are just colubrids down there because i can't for 100 percent say that it's the same as where the probe is um right the lower one the five high i can kind of do a little bit better because the probes down lower with the rest of that so i kind of feel better about that so 
Um, you don't necessarily want to go for one whole intact thing. Splitting stuff up is better. And um, I would say also go for if you're going to do something like herp stats, pay the extra and get the metal tip probes. They're, they're sealed. Yes. They're metal. They're going. I would say also if you are going to start being a breeder and you are say you chose herp stat, sign up, make an account and then buy all your herp stats directly through herp stat. Because yeah. when one breaks, they repair it for free for life. Yeah, they're awesome. Right. right. And that's something that they give you credit for that if you have like – they keep track of all the herb stats you've bought. And if you say, hey, this one broke, they're like, all right, send it back. They fix it. So this way you kind of keep track of that kind of stuff. If you go and you buy them all over the place, all you know, from this, that, and the other thing, I, I, I don't know what you're doing there. Um I like herb sessions because I can program it and it really takes me out of the equation. I, I can't mess it up. It's like I've said I've said yeah. it computer wise yeah. and this is what it's going to do. So I think you've talked about uh you actually turned mm. me on to this was um the thing I do like about Hertz that is the, the ramping up yep. and dimming mm-hmm. down, you know, mm-hmm. or the ramping. Yeah. Um so, you know, um that works perfect um, you know. Basically, in the summertime, I just cut I, the heat off at night. So I, there's shits on. I, I don't know what it's doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I should say yes. It's on a. Th- it's yeah. on the thermostat. However, it's not right. on because the heat's not. I mean, it's not they, on. It's they not they have so it's exactly. So, like you know, I, I haven't that, touched know? their computer systems because I, I it. There's no chance in hell that those things like they have it set for a 72 degree drop. At, at or 75 degree drop at night. So they would go from 80 something to 75. It's not hitting right. 75 in that room at night right now. So yeah. everything just yeah. turns off and it may not even be like, it probably is warmer than 85 or something like that during the day. So if anything, they turn on a little bit in the morning, but I, I, I don't see any lights on because a lot of my um, radiant heat panels that I use for the adults have little red lights in the front. Ain't nothing turning on. <laughs> like right. it's just the snakes come out in the morning religiously because that's what they do because that's when the heat starts ramping up. But they just usually hang out for a little bit and then they'll go back to whatever it is they were doing because this isn't like the right. cold months. But I won't start mucking around with the stats till probably for another month. When we get into September, I'll okay. make sure that everything is where it should be for the beginning of October and into the breeding season. But mm-hmm. right now, nothing's turning on down there. They don't need me. Like the rhino cage yeah. is set for – I think the rhino cage is set for like 65. And like, And it's supposed to like ramp up to like 72. And right now the computer system right. – I think the computer system at one point said, I'm trying to get to 72, but 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 everything says 80. It's like, all right, well. Like, at one point I think it had, it had an asterisk. Yeah, Warning. exactly. It, it usually it beeps. There's an asterisk and it says, listen, I have been turned off for like hours and it's still 85 right. in here. And it's like, okay, like I, I know it's right. okay. So – it's that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, definitely. Uh, so, okay. So mm. we talked about the caging. One of the things that I would definitely uh, recommend to pick up is a heat yes. gun. Yes. You, you can. So, it used yeah, to be you yeah. had to go and get the official reptile heat gun yeah. with all the little reptile stickers on it. Yes. Bull fucking shit. Right. They sell temp yep. guns, the same 
fucking temp guns we use at Lowe's and Home Depot because AC guys use them and also uh, auto mechanics and stuff use them as well. Go and make sure you get one that is fully calibrated and they will say to what degree of accuracy. Don't cheap out. Get the ones that are within a certain like one degree accuracy. You need to know this shit. So uh, a heat gun, I would say, is a definite. Uh, You you need to freaking get that. Um, And then I would say you need to, if you're going to get cages, and we're going to do cages, I would say you want to do some form of PVC cage. There are so many people out there building PVC cages. It's yeah, run with this. It's be it's, right it's better. It's cleaner. You don't have to worry about humidity. I mean, I'm talking about the days when I had freaking melamine sponge cages that if they got wet, they would just blow up and disintegrate. So you need plastic PVC. I built a bunch of wood cages. My six footers are all wood and, and I love them. They're great cages, but I just got my eight footers that are black PVC and what you can get done with the PVC, you cannot get done with the wood. So I will be transitioning the woods, the wood cages to PVC, but for right now, the wood cages are working fine. So eventually I want to go all black PVC. You can do white PVC. I don't give a shit, but a plastic cage or a glass cage is really going to help you out in the long run. Um, I know a lot of people have done wood cages and you can do it correctly. It's just, there's a lot more that goes into it and a lot more you have to think about. So, um, find a cage manufacturer that you like that does PVC. And I would say, get the cages from them and you know what? Talk to them about custom jobs and stuff like that. Get, you know, do all that stuff. Yeah. What were you saying? The advantage of PVC versus wood um, versus wood. I mean, I have the wood cages. Or... I, I like them, but I, I want to get back. We're not. No, no I want to get back to. <laughs> I want to get back to the black PVC. So that'll be the next thing. Is I'll I'll swap out the six foot woods with PVCs. Um, I was actually I was talking at the show. Uh, John Andranja was there, and he's building mm-hmm. cages now, and he has oh, some really? really nice black PVC cages with glass doors where he's drilled a hole in the glass and the lock is right there in the glass. And then he put oh, L- all the cages come with LED, an LED strip, small, bright white LEDs in the back. And I'm like, oh, son wow. of a bitch. Okay. I'm like, we're going to talk, dude. Like I, I got a slot where I need some cages. And then, you know what, if you can build me some six footers, you know, I'm a little bit OCD when it comes me to too. caging, and yeah. I think this is what sort of uh, has has ruined you. Hurt me. <laughs> and, um, yeah, um, they sort of all have to be the same. Um, and um, you know, buying caging mm-hmm. is you know, especially when you're buying it for a huge dude. Caging, I spent ten. Um, I spent ten thousand dollars on my first stacks of cages, and it was five, ten, fifteen. I got twenty cages out of it. Yep. Right. Um, here's some of the mistakes that I made um, when getting my first. So for a long time, I kept carpets mm-hmm. and racks. Um, I still keep some in racks as I'm slowly transitioning. I got to tell you, man, like half of my room is 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 Jesus. <laughs> Isn't that weird? weird. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Um, but I still have 
quite a quite a good deal of uh, of species, to be honest. But uh, it's, but still. it's quality over um, quantity, my friend. Um, yes, yeah. yes, yes. I, a lot of the uh, repeats of stuff is kind of where I got rid of them. Um, but uh, but anyway, when I bought these ones that everybody sees over here mm-hmm. in the corner, where I have the diamond pythons on, that um, basically uh, you know. Uh, I put them in there because I I really had a feeling that, you know, like I said, diamond pythons like the Basque and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. So, um, and I wanted to test the waters with them and see how it went. Here's what I would recommend for carpet pythons. Mm -hmm. I don't think that I would buy a cage under 18 inches tall. No, 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 no. I would say you want to do it. Yeah, I like the 18 high um, just because. I even say maybe that might be a little bit. I, you could go I'm, a little bit more, but I think yeah. if you're like cut on space, um, that would be because I think in the back in the day. So like you have to mm. remember uh, when we first started NPR, I remember that the big thing about carpet pythons were that they yes. perched, and it just seemed no matter what type of perching I gave them, they I never, never. <laughs> they <were> never <laughs> right. on it right. So. Me being a dumb monkey, right, would be like a uh, food monkey, would be saying things like, oh, they don't perch, they don't perch. And then, like, not even thinking about, like, well, am I giving in the right type? <laughs> am I giving them something that they feel secure enough on to stay on? Yeah, it's just, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, back in the day, I did things where you would take, like, the plastic hangers. Yeah, yeah, the little clips. Listen, what works them. for a fucking chondro does not necessarily work for a goddamn carpet python. Well, <laughs> Yeah, because they perch right. differently. You know, yeah, yes, babies you know? will sit with that stupid little, like, curl up thing. Yes. But I think carpets feel better with thicker things, bigger things, or something flatter. Yes. I think yeah. with yours, right, the, with mm-hmm. your setup, my thing would be, is there a lot of, there's not a lot of space. There's a good the set of headspace. My, 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 there, most of my okay. carpets are in, I want to say they're 18 high but they might even be a little bit bigger because i know we had to sacrifice length because a lot of my cages because i built them to fit in my my mom's place they're not quite four foot and they're not quite three foot they're like a little bit shorter but they're a little bit taller so because i have taller i have the cages that go along the walls and then i have the ones that are in the middle that i have some of my larger colubrid stuff in they're not i think they're maybe 16 inches the ones in the middle I think the ones on the outside okay. are 18, maybe a little bit more. I don't necessarily remember uh-huh. because there is a good amount of headspace for the carpet, even when they're on top of the bin. Um, right. But then I do have a jungle in the other set, and she's still got a little bit of room, but there is less. I was thinking that maybe because there was like the space made them feel like it was some, a high, yep. but they were I mean, above. yeah, if they're up and above, you know I mean? uh, there's still enough headspace for them to do their thing. But uh, some some do cram themselves into that kind of stuff. I would say like, so I like the shelves for certain things and stuff like that. Like I have the shelves in my eight footers mm-hmm. and my retics and my olives will lay across the shelves. But then one of my olives will actually cram herself in between the gap of her bin and then the shelf, she'll shove herself right in there and then off to the side a little bit too, which is nice. Yeah. So some do, some don't, but um, yeah, 
trying to see if I have the actual measurements for that stuff. I do not. I don't have the measurements for my cages. Hmm. Trying to. <laughs> so it's always something. It, it It's always something that I'm like, you know what? I've got it all figured out. I'm just going to, ooh, pretty snake. And then it's gone. Like all the money I was going to use is gone. Uh-huh. It's like, shit. But, <laughs> so... I, yeah. The thing that I would say about the height is, is that, you know, one of the thing, one of the reasons why I wanted to put diamond pythons in cages is because I wanted to give them a legit basking spot, old style type of um, mm-hmm. UV mm-hmm. type hot bulb, you know, type of thing where they could get under that and, you know, just enjoy soaking that up. Problem is <laughs> when you have a like, even if you're using a little mm-hmm. light. Because there's not a lot of head space and there's not a lot of space in these, um, it makes it extremely difficult to get the right type of bulb that it doesn't get un. Yeah, it's that would be difficult for that. So I need I need to. So I'm gonna I'm designing diamond python cages and there. I think I told you maybe I mentioned this on the show. I'm gonna put it on the outside Mm -hmm. of this room because I feel that this room didn't get cold enough. Um, and out there, um, I'm going to do like, uh, two big cages. I'm going to do maybe four foot high, four foot, maybe three foot wide, um, for, and put the pairs in there. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to connect like you have the, uh, you know, in case they want to go in between. Yeah. Diamond pythons are often seen in a big, you know, mating ball type of deal. And they, the, the males don't combat mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So um, I thought maybe it would be interesting to see what kind of behaviors I could get by just ha- – and the reason I'm going to put it in and maybe I'll never use it, but the idea is is that it's there mm-hmm. if I need it, you know. Um, yeah, I mean – it would be great. Like, you know, I, I was I was trying to I think I was showing Melissa pictures of Cody's yeah. stuff and things like that. I'm like, yeah. this would be what I would want to do. Like if I was ever going to do something with like diamonds or if we ever had like a space that I'm like, oh, people yeah. can come and check these things out. This yeah. is what I would want to do. I want big things, big setups, bioactive this, this, that and the other thing, total regulation. And then where I can just be like. I don't, you don't yes. need me. Like, cool. I see you. Yes. There you are. Bye. Like it's, yeah. I'm like, that's what I would want to do. If I could re if I could redo anything, it, I'd have a bunch of those. Yeah. I, I, so, you know, as far yeah. as, um, uh, you know, a box is a box, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, yeah. it's to yeah. me. Yes. Um, yes, it is. Um, I think that if you want it to look aesthetically pleasing, there's a lot of things out there. Like um, I would check out Zoopoxy. Um, that's one that um, sort mm-hmm. of like this. I don't even know what kind of material it would be, but basically, I mean, you saw what Keith did with it, right? Yeah. It's like putty. Yeah. It, it's like you're, you, yeah. I've, I've and, seen like, if you go on their Facebook page, uh, Mike Stefani is, is mm-hmm. um, real big into it. I think his big wife, into it. Yeah. Some, somehow she works for, for, for them or pushes them or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, um, they sort of have like you can you can sort of take like chicken wire and shape it into a branch mm-hmm. and then sort of make a branch out mm-hmm. of that. You know what I mean? It's like that kind of stuff to where you can make it look realistic. I mean, you can go yeah. on YouTube and look up any kind of naturalistic type of, of look. I really think that if you're going to keep a carpet as a pet 
or even any any python you know naturalistic. naturalistic is yeah. the way to go i mean you want to see that snake plenty mm-hmm. of perching i would have um like i just redid the diamond python upstairs and i i went out and i you know i got some i'm sitting there going like i have freaking branches right out back what am i doing going to buy the sticks like dude there's there's a difference like so i have several carpets that have yeah. that they're on paper they have water bowls they have hide boxes and that's all that's going on in their cages and they have some mulch inside their cages and and they're perfectly fine they're perfectly happy they they either go in their box or on top of their box they you know cruise around their cage at night they do their thing it's it they're fine but then there are other animals that i have that maybe have a little bit extra you know there's there's a lot of the colubrids are on mulch, but then I also have snakes that are on mulch. I have uh, my olives, my timors, my white lips. Uh, they're all on mulch just because they are a little bit messier than some of the other python species. So it's easier to clean them on mulch. Plus, in the big cages, it's easier to do than just line everything with paper. It's a ton of paper for a six-foot cage. Right. So there's that. And then, you know... I'll add a couple. Like I said, they have big branches because that helps them get onto their shelves that are up higher. Do they need them? Fuck no. It's an eight foot python. It doesn't need help getting right. up on a shelf that's <laughs> a foot away from it. Like, right. come on. <laughs> right. So, but, you know, I do that so they can lay across the branches. They do their thing. They have to weave through them so it helps them shed because they're big fuckers and I don't want to have to peel a goddamn pissed off Timor. Do you think but that, then, that helps with muscle tone and such? With oh, them? yeah. I, I yeah. mean, I think so. If they, if they, you got to use it. Yeah. But so this tree fell in our backyard and I cut all these limbs off of it. And when I got the new eight footers, I'm trying to figure out all these ways to like put it in there. But then there's also the hide box and their shelf. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? I put a bunch of mulch and I just put the fucking branch on the floor. <laughs> like I just <laughs> laid it on the floor. Right. And like my retickle lay across this branch on the fucking ground. Like it doesn't it doesn't care. Right. Yeah. I gave her a bigger I gave her I kept trying to figure out what kind of a uh, a, a water bowl she could use where she could kind of go into it. And I had these weird 34 quart bins again from like I, I guess somebody had given to me for a rack, but they never fit into any single rack. So I had these weird 34 quart bins. I put it in there and I filled it up and then she just sits in this giant bin of water. Yeah. And now she's finally shedding and it all comes off and i'm like thank you god so, so yeah yeah you don't necessarily some. have to do you can do a bunch of different things you can do minimalistic you can do naturalistic and you can do some stupid weird variation in between i think if you're a breeder right i think the yeah. idea would be is that you're going to be a simplistic but still as like still functional yes for the animal right so right like you know like your setup is probably similar to that. My setups mm-hmm. here are probably similar to that, right? It has right. branches in it. Doesn't necessarily have like a fancy hide or anything. You're looking at a box, you know what I mean? I'll be looking at a plastic like, bin yeah, amongst all these trees. Yeah, <laughs> it's like like a dog bowl and yes, a plastic exactly. bin right. amongst this dirt and this like branches and stuff. I'm like, yeah, there's a snake in there somewhere. Yeah. So again, like um, same thing with retex. Like I think retex really need. A lot of humidity, right? I think they, they do. do they need do. humidity. Um, I think they're very and and to me, their skin feels similar to um, yeah. What white lips? I think like if you're an Indo, soft, you're, yeah, yeah. If you're an Indo Python, you're either okay or you need more humidity. Like that's it. There's no in between, right? 
the one thing yeah. I did notice about retics is that I did offer the one down here. Um, I offered branches and um, mm. whatnot. It's always in the trees. Always yeah. in the trees. If I, if I could, dude, I'd I'd have giant ass like anchored branches in all my carpets yeah. cages. Yeah. Like just because I, I know they'd use them, but you you're talking about like anchoring some big piece of wood and you got to make sure that thing is sturdy because if it breaks and rips down it's ripping a giant hole in your cage and that's just fantastic right um but like i have i i have um certain animals um i've noticed that a lot of my guys my colubrids they don't want a branch they don't want a shelf they want a giant ass flat piece of cork bark on the ground that they can get under and push all the mulch out of and just kind of it's almost like these are the ones that you'll find in the tree. These are the ones that you'd find flipping shit. Like, right. so if it's going to be found in a tree, right. give it a tree. If right. It's going to be found flipping shit. Give it something to hide under. That's what right. it wants to be. So like my false water cobra, um, my Chinese king rats, my Madagascar hog noses. The hog noses are weird because they'll be in like one will be in the bin. One will be on top of the bin and one will be under the cork bark. I'm like, what do you want to like you want everything apparently? Right. So. It works like you just certain different things kind of make it a little bit better. I would say for pythons, though, when they've hit a certain mm-hmm. stage, yeah. they don't give a fuck who sees them. So they're just going to be hanging out like if you're the biggest, baddest thing in the area, it doesn't matter. So. Right. So it doesn't all of Python doesn't give a shit who sees it when it when you hit eight feet, you they just lay out. They don't care. So. Yeah. Yeah, this idea I I kind of agree with you, right? The idea that like just because you put this yeah, in I there, think, and I it's think not an arboreal snake that it's not going to yeah. use a utilize I think, I think the branch. Any snake will take, like will take advantage of perching. You might not see them take advantage of it. Also, you might not. It might not be every day. Um, so. But it's like, let's put it this way. I don't see my Kribo using the shelf that I put in the six foot cages for them. But I did throw in some more cork bark for them to hide under because they're Kribos. Now, if I come in one day and it's up high, am I going to be shocked? Nah, not really. It's Kribo. It can do whatever it wants. But. It's like when people are like, look, a bull python on a tree. All right. <laughs> like, I mean, well, it's it funny. can do that. You know, it's it's funny you talk about that. There was um, mm. that. I don't know if you watched that ball python movie, but the, 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 the you know, again, the, I just find this interesting, right? It's like mm. we do this a lot in the hobby, right? We go and we'll look at a paper and we'll justify our point of view yeah. by what's going on. But then when you go and you actually talk, when Dave talked to some of the people there in Africa and they said, you know, ball pythons are in trees. And they said, yeah, they're in trees. The place floods out. So like, where are they going to go? Stay there, you die. (laughs) They're in these dirt mounds and stuff, termite mounds and stuff, right? And then like, you know, during the rainy season, right, they got to go up into the trees because 
if they well, don't they'll think they did they just <laughs> you know just sat mean? there and be like nope i can't uh, unfortunately right. i'm a ball python Trees are so off, off yeah this is this is it for me like those damn no. Ameri- american <laughs> reptile keepers told me i'm not allowed in the trees i can't go in the tree yeah <laughs> oh now i'm gonna ball up in a defensive position right no they get the fuck out of there like right. it, it's almost like people non-reptile people are astonished when you're like rattlesnakes can swim they're like what it's like yes <laughs> Yes. 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 It no. It can do that. Uh-huh. It may not ever in its life be like, oh, I got to swim now, but it'll figure it out. It can do that. I could be wrong, but for whatever mm. reason, um, Eastern Diamondbacks come to mind when it comes to the swimming thing because they're yeah. down there in the Everglades, right? Or, you know, and they're going to be no, going from island yeah. to island or whatever, yeah. you know, because they're sort of down, right? They're down south in that Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Florida Arkansas, area, I mean, yeah. Louisiana. I, I don't know if they go that yeah. far out west, but um, I know they're definitely in Florida, and I know yeah. that they're they're definitely been seen. Uh, there was some Nat Geo where this herpetologist was going to 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 experiment uh, to do some studies or whatever and and track them, and he like floated. He had to kayak into these islands down in the Everglades, and when he got there, he got bit, and then he had to go back. <sighs> <laughs> kayak <laughs> ah god damn it <laughs> and then get to his car i was like man this guy is just he got shit luck today holy shit yeah fuck. you imagine like don't panic don't panic you panic it goes faster like just calmly oh, man. stroke your way back to your car so that you can calmly drive to the hospital is that like, why you no. always have like some type of edible in your pocket just in case yeah because i'm like listen guys <laughs> I'm going to try to slow my heart rate yeah. down real fast, okay? <laughs> trying to chill out here. I'm not sure if it works that way. <laughs> We're but getting yeah. you on. It's all good, dude. You know, we'll yeah. just do whatever. It's fine. How are you? It's like, yeah, no. Um, but yeah, dude, I mean, like, they, they can do that. And yeah, why not? Like, it, why not? It, like, again, it may not utilize it 100% of the time, but the option is there. I don't think that a Borneo or short-tailed python it's going to probably go not the trees, right? But again, that's if you had a log that yes. went on like a slow incline, like up to a thing that was anchored as hell and heavy as shit. Maybe it would use it to climb up to slither up to that thing. Maybe it would never fucking go up there. Right. Like I don't. So it's weird. Oh, the one good thing about talking to Matt yesterday, I used to subscribe mm. to this guy. He's over in Indonesia somewhere. And he's he basically goes around and finds these short tail pythons, right? I think he right. finds retics and king cobras too, and stuff like that. But like the majority of what he's finding is um, mm-hmm. is uh, is short tails, and you know there's no mistaking what's going on, right? They're in these; they are in these like tight burrows, like, like yeah, they're just shoved in these holes, man. And uh, he's got to dig them out of there. Now, yeah, that doesn't mean that they're not anywhere else but like i think it just plays into like why i think i said this on the animals at home podcast to me mm-hmm. i don't know that this, you'd have to really think about the design like if you were going to do a naturalistic setup for a short tail i don't know if it would kind of be worth you know what i mean like at, at some point the it health of the be- animal is is what yeah. matters right and to your point what you said earlier with the retic and shedding and like those animals when especially those indonesian pythons seem to be real mm-hmm. sensitive to that humidity and stuff so mm-hmm. like you know to me that would be an animal that you would almost keep in a rack 
because it's kind of what they do. Yeah. You know, it would be if I were to do some kind of naturalistic setup for a Borneo, it would be like there would be the top level where it could be above ground and do its thing. Yeah, almost. And like then there that would be a sleigh sm- at the zoo. Yeah, there would be a the- smaller cage underneath yes. filled with nothing but packed freaking dirt, and it could just go in and be underneath. Yes, and crammed in this small little section. And it would be like, yeah, like, you know, yeah, you've seen the displays of the do where it's like there's the red light and you can see the snake yes. all crammed in or well, something like that. I think they do them a lot for like nocturnal animals, small f- little things. It would be that. Yeah. I'm thinking of the, uh, the small mammal house and they have no, no, no. It's like right yeah, when you no. walk in, it's the primate yeah. spot and it sort of has those shrews or whatever. I yeah, the eye why. eyes and the stuff, yeah. And they go down, and it's just like this yeah. huge cage, and it's just—it's yep. like a big ant yeah. farm, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's, yeah. They, they, like it would be that. It would be like here's the top, and if you see it up top, cool. But down right. below, where it spends most of its time, you can see it like curled up, all tight, and stuff like that, because that's where it would want to be. Yeah. So it's weird. It's not even like these. I can't tell exactly what they are, but it's very interesting mm. to watch because it's nothing what like I thought in my mind. You know how we've had that numerous times. Like, yeah. oh, the environment looks like X, and then you get there and you're like, eh, that's, huh. that's not what I pictured. <laughs> <laughs> it's completely different than what I thought about. But. <laughs> well, is it constantly herping, and you're like, I'm in this beautiful picturesque area and like this is the picture that's on the goddamn science book and then yes. the snake should be right on that fucking rock and then you go three feet to the left past the gas station and then they're behind it and it's like in yes. these rocks that are over here and like you can see pile. the mcdonald's <laughs> sign yeah it's like a oh, god damn it yes yeah oh man human beings we've ruined everything um, of course well it's just like but that's just because the snake was pictured in this beautiful picturesque shit right. doesn't mean that's where they found the fucker. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, it the, is, that's the thing, right? When you're herping, right? And you're, you grab it, you see the snake and you're like, eh, it doesn't look so good here. Let me put it on this branch. And then you take the picture of the snake on the branch and you're like, look, like, it's a memorial. Mm. It's like, exactly. Mm. <laughs> it, yeah. No. <laughs> no. Uh, so, oh. but you can, you can do a lot of stuff. Like I have, um, what is it? My wet lips cage. I actually have a giant flat rock mm-hmm. and, um, it's kind of positioned in the middle of the cage, which is good because when I want her to get a little bit extra humidity, I just wet the rock and then ah, leave. Okay. Like I don't wet her cage. I don't wet her thing. I just wet the rock. Um, and it was also good when I forgot who I kept in there before her. I think it was a collier, but I used to look, put the food on the rock. And because then it wasn't like in the mulch, it was someplace else. Right. Um, she's curled up on it a couple times. I'm not sure if she uses it per se. Um, my idea was to get a bunch of those flat rocks or make a bunch with concrete and put them on top of the shelves that I made out of PVC uh, in certain cages. This way, it was like someplace for them. It didn't feel totally smooth. It kind of felt a little bit rough. Mm-hmm. Um, I just never did it. I think some shelves, if it feels a little bit rougher or something like that, they might use a little bit more like my rough scales. Oh, no, wait, that's not true. Um, there's one sitting on top of a bin. There's mm-hmm. one in the ceiling hide, and then there's one on a rock. So they'll do all three. <laughs> like So it's <laughs> yeah. like one on a rock, one in the ceiling, one it's, on a bin. And sometimes it's individuals, man. It's yeah. individual animals yeah. will do certain things. I've seen some perch more than others, and some things... I have to give the I have to give the girl at the top a ceiling hide because she was down low, and I shifted it because this girl isn't feeding. Um, 
and like there's no ceiling hide in that top bin and i can tell she kind of misses it so that's kind of a must go for uh for for ruffy yeah Yeah. i think a lot of carpets but you know a lot of those dude if i love those things i love those ceiling hides they're fantastic do you use the uh 3d specialty yep yep i have those yep i have them for i have them for the ruffies and then i have uh uh, one downstairs for the rhinos. Okay. Yep. Yep. If I was yep. going to do any other kind of arboreal thing, um, I would do more of those. And then even, uh, I know Brett does the bigger ones, but he has like the all thread go through it and he tightens it up that way. Mm-hmm. I I'd consider that. I consider getting the, the like actual big tracks for like some of those bigger things, like bigger bins, kind of like people use for like hanging drawers for shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, I get those and put them up for, bigger heavier bins for larger species if i was going to do like scrubs or something but uh i think if it wants to get away from you you should give it the if it wants to get up high and hide from you you should give it the opportunity to do that yeah yeah 100 percent. i hope uh i don't know we're kind of at the two hours i didn't think we'd yeah, be dude. able to fill so much i know we kind of talked in the beginning about some exciting random stuff, shit but, uh, and, and all <laughs> that other stuff that yeah. had to be talking about so it had I to guess be spoken if, of <laughs> uh, if you want us to go in more i mean at the end of the day um i think the things you have to think about is where you're going to put the the cage mm-hmm. um how much room do you have are you planning on expanding at all or you're just going to keep this one snake or a couple snakes right. or whatever um and you want to try to if you can't control the room then you need to try to control the, control cage, the cage, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, try to use certain, I say the more and more the tech comes out, the easier and easier it's, it's getting to sort of control these things. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and I would also say that there's a ton of different project, uh, different products out there. Yeah. Like I have, I have heat panels from two different companies. I have those infrared panels from like big apple um right i have ones that you can use for like chickens and stuff like that right they all work great in their own right they all do their own thing um the other thing is that i i I have heat tape heat cable um you know and i have uh the ceramic heaters you can do anything just understand how the thing that you're what the product you're going to use was designed for and what you need it for. And don't try to fit a square peg in a round hole. Like, if it's not designed for what you're trying to do it, don't use it. Go for something else. There's, if you go to your local reptile show, there are a lot of people now who are just doing the snake breeding. Mm-hmm. And then they're doing some cage building right. on the side. And check out their stuff. Some yeah. of them are good. Some people, uh, there was this one guy, I wish I got his card. He was designing cages that go into yeah, corners. Some some places so, I would recommend. Yeah, there's like a door uh, to, on this uh, side, a door it. on this side, and it goes into the corner so that you could put it in your corners of your room and you could get like fill in that. Basically, you could fill in every inch of that your snake space room. you can't yes. use, right? <laughs> yeah. So there's Excellent. a lot of that kind of stuff. Like, you know, go and see what's out there. It's not like it used to be. It's not like you only had two freaking options for cages. There are many of them out there. And you know what? If you go and you find somebody local that's building cages and you build a relationship with that person, you can start talking about custom jobs. You can start talking to them about trying to build this, that, and the other thing. It's really good to do that kind of stuff. I think Matt did that. um, Yeah. 
with yeah. his room when he was at the other spot where mm-hmm. he like used every, every like, freaking custom, inch. Yeah. Custom cages that yep. fit in this spot. Oh, yeah. I'm going to put a cage here, yeah. you know, and keep X in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I think, uh, Arcadia is another brand that, yep. that, that I use, um, you know, as far as lighting and stuff like that, uh, you have, um, specialty enclosure designs, mm-hmm. uh, use those perching. I use, and uh, stuff. yeah. Reptile basics is one that yep. I kind of go to, to, uh, to check out different supplies and stuff. And you can get a lot of the stuff we're talking about there. Mm-hmm. Um, Therm- uh, thermostats i'm trying to think what else i think we hit it all I, mean, I think so i don't know yeah yeah so um yeah okay um i think that's yeah i think I that's it anything I else think this, so, that, yeah i think it's pretty all right, much so we'll it. end there if there is uh if you have more questions or uh like if you also if you have a topic that you'd like us to to chat Tackle. about or talk about um you know by all means send it uh, it's perfect for when we do these one-on-ones. I said, I was saying to, uh, I think I forget who I was talking to, but I said, at this point, mm. we're starting to have um, experience under our belt to where we can start to talk about <laughs> to answer these, these questions ourselves. to feel better. You know yeah. I mean? yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can start to just kind of do our own. We're not our just own two thing. dudes who are like, I good. don't, f- I just keep uh, carpets. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> I have like a couple. Well, dude, I don't want to like somebody. Somebody messaged me about something, and they're like, "What what temp do you do you, do you incubate these eggs at?" I'm like, I, I I've never produced that species. Like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I can give you my best guess, dude, but I've never produced that species. Right. And it's just like, yeah. oh, we're getting at that point now where on. Um, you know, people. Well, I mean, just this year, shut man, up. You... I don't want to think about. It. Like, you know, <laughs> I mean, you've dude, been like. I don't know. 18 species. There were 18, 18 clutches this year. Yeah. God. Um, but I, I, I had some dude ask me to write up a care sheet for white lips before. Now I'm like just waiting for it. I'm like, no, I don't want yeah. to. <laughs> well, I'd like to at some point, mm. um, you know, incorporate that as we do the natural history stuff Damn it. on the, uh, yeah, on the right. stuff. But I was going <laughs> to put it into over on the website okay you know but uh so people can kind of refer to it yeah you're gonna have to proofread it so god help you oh boy yeah (laughs) you've seen my text messages it's yeah (laughs) well you've seen mine as well (laughs) there's this there's this crazy there's this crazy i can't remember the name of what it is but um there's this there's this app right Mm. and basically what you can do is you go and you start to write a sentence and it'll finish it for you. Like it'll finish the paragraph for you. <laughs> and then you can go and you can kind of look at it. And it's crazy how accurate it is when you're talking about, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just, it's why it's really weird. I'm like, whoa, this is a little scary term. Uh, yeah. Terminator let's not, let's not go shit. that far. Yeah. Let's not. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're getting the, uh, the robots to, mm-hmm. uh, to write for us anyway. Um, so Yeah. Um, let me see. We'll go down the list of stuff. So carpets and coffee, yep. um, is going to be, well, I don't know, maybe by the time Working maybe on I'll it. release this early. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe this will come out Tuesday. Who knows? Um, uh, right. but, uh, carpets and coffee, we sort of, uh, are going to move to an every other week. And I think we're going to change the day. We're going to have to try to work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Lucas is, is, um, his work schedule has changed. So he can't get there as, 
early and then there's the time difference between myself, Eric and Lucas. So, and you know, Riley as well. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of stuff coming up in the air. So, uh, every other week, and then we might be changing it to a Saturday show, which would be cool. Or, um, yeah. Yeah. Or did we say yeah. Sunday? Either either it's going to be a Saturday no. evening show or a Sunday morning yeah. show, which might be cool because you know what? We might be able to actually do like a morning show of carpets and coffee in the morning when it makes fucking sense. <laughs> like, right. It's eight o'clock <laughs> at night. Let's all drink coffee. coffee. Uh, <laughs> unlike you, my friend. Who what are you can, talking about? I do that no, all no, the time. Listen, Owen. shut up. You can drink an entire pot of coffee and then go to sleep immediately. Yeah, I, I, I touch a small cup of coffee and i'm like well i guess i'm not sleeping tonight <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i got white lip i had a cup of coffee at like five o'clock at night and then i'm sitting there at like oh, 3 a.m and i'm like why can't i go to sleep anymore <laughs> right young owen is gone he's dead ah, this is old owen he's now dead. <laughs> he's died yep can't bye have bye, coffee owen. after five o'clock it's not gonna work yes. yeah I often wondered, like, why do old people always get decaf when they're having <laughs> dinner? <laughs> like, why do they do that? It's because otherwise you don't go to sleep. I'm ever. one of them old people yeah, now. Yeah, one of them now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all right. I've embraced it. Oh, dad um, was like, you're getting okay. a little silver at your temples, boy. I'm like, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> like, it's. Oh, look at, look man, at that, it's, man. It's slowly, I'm going slowly. Fox style yeah, with I mean, Balin, you know? Just kinda, <laughs> when I start getting gray in the beard is when I'm going to start crying, okay? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. you wouldn't look the same without. They your, wouldn't. They wouldn't. Uh, yeah, your you get, Scottish red you get, beard. You get, the, you get the dangerously close when you start getting gray in the beard to being to looking okay to looking like Santa Claus. So See, you know, if gotta, I grew a beard out, I mm, bet you it would be gray. Be gray. Yep. <laughs> oh, 100 <laughs> percent. The grayest part of my hair is right here. It's right there, right? and that just it's extends a, down. It's come just, right down. You might get a it little bit of color terrible. right here, and like it's yeah. not worth it. Yeah. You saw my dad, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He'd be walking around with the basically pop, white Papa Burke beard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nope. No, thank you. Okay, MoreyPythonRadio dot com. If you have any questions or comments, you can send it to info at Python Radio. How can you support the show? You say, oh, well, you could subscribe to the different podcasts that we have going on the network, um, and you could, uh, yeah, share them mm-hmm. around, like them, do all that kind of stuff. You can follow us on our social medias, Marie um, Python Radio Network. Um, you can subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, that always helps us. Somebody sent me a question of like, where's the best place to sort of listen to all of the content that we put out? Hmm. I had to think about that for a minute. And I said, you know what? It's probably YouTube, yeah. you know, because all of the podcasts go to that one feed. Yeah. So if that's something you're into, I don't know. I don't know what the youngsters are doing anymore. These <laughs> I don't know days. what you young people do these days. <laughs> you know, with your I, don't, YouTube I don't know and... how you absorb <laughs> content and stuff. But, um, you know, if you're into like it all being in one spot, then, you know, uh, I mean, that makes sense. I don't want to have to go to three different things. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you can check out all the other shows on it. We got some 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 cool shows in the works. I got uh, Field Herpin, and so I'm on vacation next week. Um, so I have so much podcast editing to do, and we will be caught up for quite a bit. And uh, we have to do our Patreon thing. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. we have stuff to do. We have to work out. But I know you're a busy man, but we'll figure it out. I'm a busy man and- with lots of pythons. My one friend's like, yeah. why don't you hire like a a a, a- 
paid or unpaid intern. I'm like, because I used to be that person. I don't want that person in my house. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, uh, you know, like I said, if you need help, I I can always swing by and help. I'll let you know. I mean, I I can't help you every day, but I know that's (laughs) until we get our facility. (laughs) I know it's one step and uh, God. Um. Yeah, so YouTube and what else? Uh, and then if you uh, want to support us even further, uh, yeah. you can check out the Teespring store yep. and you can also check out the Patreon. That was what um, I was going to say, but yeah. I guess at some point soon we have to do the calendar content. I think right? we do have to start that. It's we normally August, start right? that in August. It's yeah. August. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shit. I was just thinking about that the other Oh, <laughs> crap. We should do that. All right. Yeah. So that'll probably be coming out soon. Yeah, yeah, I'll get what on that. What did we pick for the uh, extra category this year? Do you remember? Uh, I don't remember. Was it Colubrid or was it like Rear Fang? I thought I it was Colubrid. Or did I, I say Hogmars? Our... We need to double check. We need to re-listen to that episode. Rob, find <laughs> out what we said. Our, yeah, our historian. Rob is a historian uh, of NPR. <laughs> he has a purpose. Rob, yes, <laughs> tell right. us what we said so we can put it yes. down. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be coming out. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't think I said hog nose because I was worried about what people would do because I don't want to see anything wearing a hat and I would just piss me off. So, but I, I don't, don't know. know where that calendar went, man. But there was a calendar somewhere. That Thank had God it's ball dead. With a hat on it. <laughs> and it was for you. And I think I sent it to somebody else because. I'm just like, <laughs> oh shit! Because oh, I didn't shit. get it. Yeah, that was a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, because yeah. well, so you, you were like, the, you're, uh... you're not lying to me, right? I'm like, no, I don't. He's like, shit. I'm like, why? <laughs> Supposed to be a ball by them wearing a hat. That would piss me off. That was the point. Like, yeah. So was... Somebody else got somebody else got off. that. I really liked it. One did, or the didn't other. say anything. It was. Just... Watch that Damn be it. one of the ones that got shipped to Australia, where it's like, yeah, yeah. shit. Ah, uh, these bloody Americans. They're yeah. stupid ball pythons. That's all I got. That's it for. Uh, I guess that's it for us. Um, for me, um, Rogue Dash Reptiles. There's a bunch of stuff up there currently. Brisbane's are up there now. Jungle Carpets are up there now with the uh, pairing that Ooh. I did with the Mojo Reptiles female and the Mike Curtin wow line zebra male so um they're gonna be nice i've already kept my holdbacks which i'm keeping the zebra female (laughs) and then (laughs) a really nice high yellow boy is what i'm keeping but the rest gotta go i got a wedding to pay for so jump on that one of them is a really nice zebra boy um and then also i have put a couple mad hogs up the ones that are feeding right now on unscented fuzzies and i have one chinese king rat up there right now more will come to follow i think i have a few people that are interested so if you want anything that's on the website message me through the website we'll get you all set up um shows i am going to go van to show at oaks on september 10th i'm going to split a a table with our good friend pedro um so i'm going to hang out with him uh and uh he and i are going to try to sell some carpets and stuff like that but That's all we have for everybody this week. So we'll say thank you all for listening and we'll catch everybody back here next week for some more Morelia Python radio. Good night.